The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, Bopper. our song, North American Scum, for the Run and Face Show. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, that is the uh, Run and Fez phone number that we had set up today, specifically today. Uh, do us a favor, we've never taken phone calls on the show before, so if you could, give us a call at that number. And I believe you have to hit a one first for long distance? Yes. Why? That's what does that? What does it do? And I guess if you're in a hotel room, you have to hit nine, and then one, and then eight six six run zero fez. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time ever we're using telephones on the Run and Fez show to start off the brand new millennium. Wonder what people are going to say. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think Watson, get in here. I need you. Uh, but and if you have a rotary phone, I specifically would like to talk to you. <laughs> uh, do you even know what a rotary phone is, Hicks? Did you ever uh, live with one in your life? Oh, no. No. Never? I've seen it in TV shows. Uh-huh. Is that the one where it's like a separate, like just like a conical thing? You put your ear and then you spin? Well, no. <laughs> you don't have to go back that far. That... <laughs> Hello, Martha? <laughs> yeah, connect me, please. Uh, no, it was just instead of the fucking keypad, it was this rotary thing on a regular phone. What? And you would just like hit it and it would roll back that way. What the fuck? I don't know when they stopped doing it. I guess in the 80s. Uh, they kicked them out completely. But I would love to find one today. If anyone has one, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. I know there's got to be some guy out there. I'm not getting rid of my rotary phone. It works just fine. Uh, my my parents still have the thing where you call, you get a busy signal. What? Yeah. <laughs> and that's normally because my dad's on the computer. He has dial-up. Oh, it works fine. And that's a big step up for him because before that he had web TV. Oh, my God. So he would sit there. I think he was one of the three people who had web TV. Surfing. Uh, yeah, he was looking at stuff. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's head on over here to uh, Justin. Justin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Mr. 
Ichiban. Entertainment. Ichiban. That's entertainment. Ichiban. Uh, Ricky Gervais says he will no longer host, uh, if he's invited back, the uh, Golden Globes again. Hey, Dave, should I uh, dial a one first to uh, reach you guys? Uh, Dave, what do you do before you hit long distance? Number one. All right, so it's... Number one. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. That's... Number one. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Works perfectly. Thanks, Dave. Uh, well, with Ricky Gervais not going back... That's eight minutes a year he's got to make up for himself. Fuck. It's going to happen. Um, let's go over here to uh, Rich. Rich, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron Fez. How are you? Happy 1-9. Um, Happy Opie number one. Nine. Opie and Anthony did overtime today. Again. You What's what? going on? Have a great day, guys. You know what that means? Oh, that wasn't the thing, is it? Don't we have an employee of the day? Or were we just using... That was a little fanfare. Oh, uh, that means today's employee of the day for Sirius XM. O&A. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! For the timing! And then, oddly, specifically, Danny. And I don't even know how that came about. <laughs> I don't know what he did. That was on the up and up. But uh, it's very, very exciting. Uh... 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Kevin in Philly. You're on Run fez uh, Good morning. Yeah. I have the Ichiban for you. Ichiban? Ichiban! What do you got, buddy? Uh, there was a early morning explosion in the Taconi section of Philadelphia. Rocking local half was killed one worker in this video. Uh, I, it was a gas explosion. Now, did they say what caused it or how so, such a thing could happen? Uh, they were on the scene, I guess, doing like a main repair, and it just exploded. There's video uh, if you go on to uh, YouTube and search out. Yeah, I don't uh, need to see an explosion. Yeah, I don't need to see an explosion in real life. I mean, I'll take your word for it. It was on the news. But uh, when it happened, I said, oh, my God, they're trying to run move out of town again. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. for One guy got it. Sure, Kevin and Philly. Yeah, remember that? The mayor dropped the bomb on us. Uh, they had the bomb. Uh, the only city ever to drop a bomb on itself because move had to move. Uh, here's uh, Bob. Bob in New Hampshire. You're on a fez. Yeah, I got an Ichiban for you, Ron. Well, we'll see if you do or not. What do you got there? I have a rotary phone. Now, are you talking on one now? No, I'm working. I got my cell phone now. See, I don't. I, I have a tendency not to believe you. Uh, the no, fact that you have is... Now, I want to get a rotary cell phone. So when no. I'm out... It really sucks when you there's a certain place you call and if you get a punch in an extension or something, it just doesn't work. Oh yeah, I never even <laughs> thought of that. There's no way to check your messages at work. Well, I was home the other night. My wife was calling Sears and Roebuck, and she kept I kept seeing her dial three digits and three I, digits. I said, "What the hell are you doing?" She said, "I'm dialing an extension." I said, "You can't do it on the rotary phone." I didn't know Sears and Roebuck was still around. I was going for the same thing. I was going to tie it all in with the rotary phone. Uh, you're you're living in the past, and I love it in a big, big way. Um, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Here's Jim. Jim in Ohio. You're on Fez. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Yeah. I I have a rotary phone. Uh, I got to laugh when my kids, friends, can we use the phone? They just look at it. They don't know what to do. And uh, also, in the time of the rotary phone, if you didn't pay your phone bill back then. 
they actually would come and take your phone. They took the phone out of your house. They would take the phone out of your house like you've lost. You can't even look at this phone. No. Well, everything was Mob Bell in those days. You just had one company, and they swung a stick. I mean, the long-distance charges used to be hundreds of dollars a month, and everybody would make a big deal out of uh, if you had to make a long-distance call to get off right away. Like immediately. Just yeah, just short. immediately. <laughs> and everybody would have these, uh, you know, like little gimmicks. If you, like, just wanted to check in with your brother in California to let him know everything was all right, you go like this. I have a collect call from Mr. Glenn Campbell. And then he would go, oh, Glenn Campbell's not here. So, oh, thank you. So that wouldn't cost anything. <laughs> or then, you know, if he really wanted to take it, Mr. Tony Bennett. Oh, my God, something's wrong with mom. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Um, here's Derek. Derek in New York. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I got a another entertainment Ichiban for you. Oh, entertainment. Ichiban. Ichiban. Uh, the story is uh, Mel Gibson may potentially be arrested for the abuse charges against his girlfriend that he went crazy on. Yeah, don't they know that the story is already on the news and we don't care anymore? We've moved on. It's Charlie Sheen or whatever the hell it, mm -hmm. uh, the big deal is supposed to be. He's trying to get back on the front page. Yeah, I just don't think that we can get back up for it again. It already happened. And like any one of these things that holds America's pub, uh, you know, the American public's fucking mood for a while, then you just like, I don't care. Mm -mm. You know, like for a while uh, back in the 90s, it was all about OJ and all oh, that son of a bitch. And then once he got out, everyone went, nah, I don't care if he's out or not. Whatever. Now he's back in jail. No one cares. Mm -mm. No. You only have a little short time for people to pretend that they care about the news. Uh, basically. Uh, news. Uh, Bill, Bill, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, when I was a kid, we lived on a farm out in the Midwest, and we had a party line, and, and you used to get, sit there and listen to other people's conversations, and this one old lady, she'd hear you, and she'd always yell, phone! Yeah, uh, a party line was just like pal talk in your telephone. That's all it was. What? Yeah, you would, uh, it would be families would share the same line. Okay. Uh, I never had one. My parents claimed that they had one when they were a kid. But, like, if your phone would be like, let's suppose you, me, and Fez all shared a line, right? Okay. So at your house, it might be like three quick rings and for you to go, oh, that's mine. Right. But if it was two long rings, you're like, oh, that's for Ron. Don't what? even bother getting it. That's crazy yeah. sounding. And then, like, if you wanted to, uh, you know, call your girlfriend or something, but I was phone sexing. <laughs> You had to wait for me to get off there. If I picked up my, would I hear you? Yeah, you would hear me oh, sitting around. Wild. Yeah, Go, and I'd be like this. Yeah, this asshole Hicks. Uh, <laughs> I have to share a line with him. He's a real moron. Wait, what? Why are you saying this? Oh, get off the phone. It's no, not your time. Now I know. <laughs> no, say, and that's the run of Fez players. Um, he. Let's go over here to. Uh, Let's go to John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. John in Los Angeles, California, home of the doors. How we doing today, Ronnie? What do you say, buddy? Uh, recently, my grandma still has a rotary phone in the house, and uh, she had me go through some of her bills and realize that she's still paying rent from 1978 for $7 a month on this phone from AT&T. So uh, every year it's like uh, 100 bucks for her to keep the rotary phone there. 
and refuses to get rid of it. Of course, so, she refuses to get rid of it. First of all, there's it's crazy, and and this is nuts. I still have a landline at my house, and no one calls it but my mom. <laughs> so I know if that phone rings, it's my mom, and it's like. Uh, it's like I have a fucking red phone there, and my mom's the fucking Kremlin. Because, like, she doesn't like to call cell phones. Why not? It's just three different numbers. Not only that, she'll get mad if I call her from the street. She'll go, well, call me when you get home. And I go, no, I'm trying to use this fucking opportunity to, you know, why I, got no, I, I got nothing going on. I don't want to be at my house talking to you, Ma. Oh, I can't hear anything. Like traffic. She's asking me, well, what's he yelling about? I go, it's New York. With the rotary phone, of course, they didn't have any 911 if there was an emergency, so you had to dial the operator, and the zero was the longest revolution around the, do- around the rotary. Uh, now, when did 911 start? 911, I thought that was like an 80s thing, too. I don't know when it started. Or maybe that's just when we got it in Florida. I don't know. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Laz in South Carolina. You're on the Ronnie Fez show. What's going on, Ronnie B? Hey, man. Um, I work for the phone company, okay. and uh, radio shows. Yeah, I know. I know. I wish I had some radio shows myself. Hey, uh, there are actually still rotary phones. There are actually still party lines. Um, the phone company actually didn't. You used to have to pay for touchtone service up until fairly recently. Um, but tons of rotary phones out there, especially where I work. I'm in South Carolina. So so is it just a matter of the people? They're not getting new ones, right? They just haven't gotten rid of their old ones. Right, right. Um, yeah, they just haven't gotten rid of their, their old ones. And and what the guy said about still paying rent on phones, yeah. um, that's still that's still true. And uh, that gentleman that said we would come get your phone back in your older days, yes, we would. Yeah, uh, you were like Nazis back then. You were running. You ran the world. Yeah, we suck now. Yeah, you got nothing happening. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, Fred and PA. You're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fez. How are you? We're great. Hey, uh, no, what I was a kid, what we used to do is, uh, lift up the phone and then push the button down quick so they couldn't hear in a party line and then take the bottom receiver off and then they couldn't hear you talk. You know, they couldn't hear you, and you could listen to their whole conversation, and uh, we spent days doing that, you know, as young kids. That was a blast. Now, did you hear anything exciting, or it was just regular talk? Uh, well, we did know that. Uh, we did find out that my neighbor had a girlfriend, so that was pretty exciting. I told my mom, and, of course, we had to keep her mouth shut or we got beat. So. <laughs> All right, so even though we had a wife, you already had a girlfriend. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, and that was pretty big when we were kids. But, yeah, we used to do that uh, on a pretty regular basis. One time a kid got hit in front of our house by a car, and uh, we couldn't call the ambulance because the person wouldn't get off the party line. They thought we were dicking with them. You know? <laughs> That's great. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, <laughs> 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's J.R. Oklahoma. Yeah, do you remember before you had to dial a prefix? Well, like I was from a small town, and if I wanted to call my friend Andy, I could just dial 5050, and it would call him. Yeah, the, well, I don't know about five zero five zero. You didn't have anything up front. I mean, I re, I remember I like when you it's it's an an extension. Yeah, <laughs> come on, we can't even do that here at work. It's in the fucking office building. <laughs> no, I I never had that. But of course, yeah. I you know, I did before you had, had to use the. Uh, and I was mad when I started having to dial the prefix because that was so many more stupid little revolutions. Well, I guess it was just the eighties that we started to have to put in like two one five or two one two. 
uh, and everybody was furious about that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to spend all the time. Now, the weird thing is, you don't know anybody's phone number. Back Fuck then, that. you had to know everybody's fucking phone number. Oh, yeah. But I do remember when in in Philly, uh, you would use, instead of saying, uh, you know, like, fucking like 495, I think it was, we would say H U five four one eight four was my fucking first phone number. What? You so use you would, letters? Yeah, you would use letters. <laughs> it was like Hubbard five four one eight. You'll see it like on the old fucking TV show and Seinfeld. You know, Seinfeld would be Klondike Klondike five. <laughs> yeah, right. so I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, Klondike five was always a New York one. So <laughs> Klondike, and then uh, Pennsylvania fucking six one thousand. I think that was a fucking uh, phone number as well. That became this famous song and. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Greg, Greg, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron, I remember back in the day, um, I would call the same number day after day. This poor Japanese lady would pick up and think someone was stalking her. And it was just me, an eight year old, calling, crank calling every day, but she could never, you know, there was no Star 69 back in the no, day. No, you didn't do any, uh, you, you were totally fucking free <laughs> to do anything that you wanted to do. And basically all you ever did was call the girls' houses that were in your fucking <laughs> school and just sit there and listen. Because their mother yelled, stop calling here. And you just sat. She's in there somewhere, I know. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dave in Iowa, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, I work on a farm and I molest animals. And I keep my phone around just so I, in case I lose my power, I always have that backup. Well, how does a rotary phone help you if you, if you lose your power? Well, it doesn't run on an electric charge. Like in, the only pe- people who ever call me on that phone anyway is if I have an ice fishing trip, I got to go on. So if the power goes out, the rotary just it works kind of like a, like a crank on the old fucking uh, Model Ts. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I didn't even know that. I had no That's idea awesome. that to this second. All right, great idea, Dave. Oh, yeah. Way to pull that off. He's going to be the only guy in Iowa when you know the fucking twenty twelve. Once the road gets, happens, he'll be able to call people. <laughs> Because it's all coming down. It's all going to end. You dodged those cannibals last night? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. <laughs> um, let's go over here to... Uh, uh, let's go to Chris. Chris in Daytona. Here are my friends. Here I am. My mom's got this old ice pick. It's, it's back when they had an ice box, and you actually had to chip the ice. And it's it advertisement. It's just like Acme Ice and Coal, and it's a... Four-digit four phone number on it. Uh, that's that's what the other guy was saying from that small town, that you could just dial four digits. I'm going to have to ask my dad about that. I've never heard of that. But my parents do call, still call refrigerator an icebox. <laughs> and they have me doing it. Like, I fucking picked it up from for no reason, right? Yeah. So now sometimes I'll say it from my kids. I go, go in the icebox. I go, what the fuck is an icebox? Huh? I go, I don't even know. I've never seen one. <laughs> my parents ref- refuse to update anything. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Dave, Ohio, you're on Run-A-FEZ. Yeah, uh, those old rotary phones were pretty much indestructible. They'd last forever. We had one at my mom's. It's still there. It doesn't do anything, but it's, uh, it's been there probably 40 years. Yeah, that's true. You could kill somebody with a phone in those days. It was like hitting them in the head with a fucking bowling ball. And now, what are you going to do with a phone? The the weirdest fucking thing is, is like the old fucking corded phones, which some people will still have those in their house. That was the only gimmick, right? And now people can walk down the street, 
uh, fucking using her phone, and they still bitch about the service. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And you're Fuck like... Them. I want crystal clear. <laughs> I, I need this. But and, and the only thing is you would have to fucking... Like, if you got a call, you couldn't walk away from your parents. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> like you had a phone in your room or your own phone. And you'd be like, yeah, all right, um... Definitely, we're going to do that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your dad be like, what thing? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Give me five seconds. We would get in trouble for stretching out the coiled cord. Is that for... your penis? No, the phone cord. You're very deep voice today. Am I? Yeah. No, this is the new thing that, that, that actually Sirius has asked for. Fez voice. They've actually made this up. Fez voice. So you can remember to do Fez voice. Here's Bill. Bill, you're on the run of Fez show. I want to thank you guys for introducing me to terms and objects I've never heard of in my life. Well, here's the thing. It's not new. You're hearing of the past right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm 24, so well, it's all new. Well, you know, there was also a guy named Abraham Lincoln. There was Hitler. Uh-huh. You don't have to fucking be completely ignorant of the past. <laughs> I hate when... If you try to fucking bring up, uh, like, a fucking movie to someone, like a Clark Gable movie, they'll be like, oh, that was before my time. I'm like, well, so for the, we're the Romans, but you know who the fuck Julius Caesar is? Do a little research, buddy. Why don't you watch a little fucking uh, TCM in your life? Well, 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 look who it is. Leading the playoff fantasy league, it's our own Mikey Boy. <laughs> Hello, Mikey Boy, calling to gloat. No, no, I just, uh, you guys remember, um... I guess it, was, it wasn't until, like, the late 70s or early 80s they put down the, the uh, fiber optic cables for long distance. But before that, when somebody called you long distance, you always knew it was long distance because it just sounded like ass. You yeah, that? right. And, it, so, and like, when the fiber optic cables came, people were like, wow, it sounds like you're calling from the next room. Because it just, it was, you could absolutely tell how far away what somebody, what somebody was when they called. It, it fucking sounded like they were calling from the song Winchester Cathedral. Yeah. Hi, how's everything out there on the coast? <laughs> Um, Mikey Boy actually used to take trains across the country. That's how far he'd go back. Yeah. Uh, Mikey Boy, seriously, you're running away with this. Say that. Yeah, well, this next two weeks are tough, though, because you got to pretty much figure out, because uh, the lineups are frozen, so you got to make sure that um, you got your players that are most likely going to go to the Super Bowl. So Either that or you got to have some backup, like spread it out a little yeah, bit yeah. and just yeah. save yourself, you know, make it through. I don't know. I don't know my strategy yet. Yeah, I think I'm I'm right as of right now I'm going I'm spreading it now I'm taking a little bit from every fucking team I think it's gonna take have a fucking win but I don't know I might just go like I'm gonna fucking take every Green Bay Packer fuck I, it I know <laughs> I I feel that I go back and forth on that strategy because I'm like do you push all in or do you figure everybody's gonna be pushing all in and then yeah why not cover a little bit for yourself I don't know the way to go with this yeah I've been doing the same thing all week for the last few days just trying to go back and forth and back and forth Mikey Boy is the only one who really fucking cared. About the fantasy league. What? I care very much. I probably care more than Mikey Boy. Can I just say something? You do your picks when you're drunk, and it hurts you. (laughs) Does it? Yeah, it hurts you bad. I feel like I make better picks when I'm a little buzzed. You think you do everything buzzed. You're a little drunk right now. (laughs) So what? So buttons. That's what I say. (laughs) So buttons. All right, Mikey Boy, good luck to you. Right now he's like 20 points out ahead. I think you're in second place. I'm in second. I'm on his ass. And then I'm coming in, as I like to say, turd. And then I get a big <laughs> laugh out of it. I'm in third place. All right, good luck to you, Mikey Boy. Here's our buddy. Good man, Mikey Boy. Ooh, Mikey Boy built this city on rock and roll. I might do a day one day, like just take an hour and let Mikey Boy spin some college rock from the 80s. That would be awesome. Yeah. 
Mikey Boy's fucking music hour. Let's go. I'll just I'll, I'll go like this. I want a double shot of the replacements. All right. And it'll be like, what about a one replacement song and a Westerberg solo? Because that's how, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. Even like the fucking indie band is enough for him. He's got to go, what about the spinoff? Yeah, the exactly. Come on, man. Just give us what we want. Give us some replacements. Oh, is that right? Because you're fucking all breeders over the Pixies. <laughs> when the breeders came in here, uh, Hicks and his chick were so fucking happy. It was awesome. It was great to see the sisters, the Deal sisters. They were awesome. And one of them was looked fantastic. Yeah, one of them did. And I'm not saying which one, but not the famous one. The less famous one. The less famous one looked like Kim Deal. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And the other one looked like, oh, Kim Deal brought her mom. Oh, that's nice. But the Hicks's chick said to the breeders, you've been a, such a large influence on my life. I'm like, how? What are you, traveling around with your sister She's in a, a band? Huh? She's a musician. What's she rocking, the bass? Uh, uh, piano. Really? Yeah, classically trained. Okay, so That's I'm right. not. Is that what the, Twelve all years. About? So why don't she come in here and play the fucking little keyboard that we have, like <laughs> Dave used to for us? And Dale Johnston. Well, what, is, what does she do? She sits around and play classical piano for you? No, what, she's she fucking Mozart. She, she won't play for me. She she doesn't want to play for me. You've never heard her play. I never heard her play. No, but all she right, also then I fucking play the oboe, and <laughs> I'm not going to play for you either. Classically trained? Yeah, classically wow. trained. Yeah, Holy shit. I want the fucking Juilliard, but I don't want to do anything in front of people. <laughs> I could fucking. Get, that whole shit is I don't want to play in front of you means you stink. Mm -mm. What do you mean? I'm sure she's fantastic. Then why doesn't she have no proof? Just have a piano. And fucking tickle those ivories. <laughs> we got a piano in the fucking uh, thing down here. I'll bring her in one day, three hours of straight fucking <laughs> piano recitals, Damn. and I'll take fucking phone calls in and out. <laughs> Let people smash your trash her. Why don't you at least go into a fucking piano store with her and sit her ass down and say, let me hear this. Yeah, well, maybe I'll break out of Casio. Here, baby. Surprise. Let's do it. I would be dying to hear if my chick could play the fucking piano. And she's bringing it up every night. No, not every night. No. I mean, is she, is she JLL? Is that the whole thing here? Fuck she got yeah. one white hand, one black hand, bringing it all together? I'm very impressed now. Classically trained. What do you mean classically trained? Who taught her? Beethoven? I don't know. She What's that even mean? Classically she, trained. I'm not. I'm not sure. That's fucking what she told me. And you believe her? Fuck yeah. Well, do me this favor. Okay. If we find out she can't play the piano, would you break <laughs> up with her for being a liar? Because <laughs> she got you under false pretenses. Because that's the thing that you love. Oh yeah, love pianists. Um, Sam, you're on Renfez. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Hey, first thing, my dad got pissed about switching from rotary phones because he had the phone numbers memorized based on the position on the phone, which I thought was crazy. But the best part, Ron, was you used to be able to click the hang-up button an equal number of times to the number you were dialing, and if he caught us doing it, he would be pissed. So, for example, if you're going to dial 752, which was where I lived, you would click the button seven quick times, pause, five quick times, pause, two quick times, and you could actually dial phone numbers just like you were clicking a rotary phone. Now, why would he get mad at you for that? Oh, uh, he swore you were going to break the phone. Yeah. Like, break the phone. <laughs> I don't know, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a really good thing. I don't know what happened in fathers in those days, but they thought you were going to break everything. You were going to break the fucking TV. You were going to break this and that. Everything was going to be broken by you. If you changed channels too fast on the TV, you were going to destroy the television set. But remember, we did. Because everybody in my neighborhood, the fucking knobs were, like, when you just had knobs, they were all fucking off. 
and you would just use a fucking pair of pliers. <laughs> Fucking turn the TV. That's a hundred percent. Every friend I had. First of all, everybody had that big TV that didn't work, and then the little fucking portable TV sitting on top of it. And then you had to use a pair of fucking pliers. That's why we didn't like give a shit about. Like you would just turn the TV on in those days and leave it on because it wasn't fucking worth getting up and changing. Now I sat there all last night just going through fucking three hundred channels. Oh, this blows. This blows. 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 I don't know what I'm looking for at night, but I can't fucking find it. Whatever it is out there. I just want to be surprised. It's something nice. Something fantastic. And it never fucking happens. We got Jersey Shore, though. I saw, uh, what's her name? Uh, throwing up and getting arrested. Yeah, it's just a disc. Happens. She looked like shit, though. Oh, yeah. She's going downhill quick. She does not look good. Fame is destroying her body. Well, Alex, I, I, don't, I don't know. Everybody else in the house just seems like they're partiers. Yeah. But her and Ronnie just fucking, you know. Yeah, Ronnie gets blacked out fucking maniac style. He's a fucking drunk. And I guess the new girl is fucked up, too. I guess. But it's fucking Snooky's the one with the serious drink. Um, I, well, we don't know the new girl as much, but. Dina. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dina classically trained a piano, for all I know. But uh, she, you know, Mafia Life Chris is hanging around with the girl from last year. Angelina. I don't know what's going on with those two. Uh-oh. But they're fucking always rolling together. Good for Chris. I'll just say this. He, uh, he'll, he'll have an announcement about it. I don't have to get All involved right. in it. Okay. That's not my place to make an announcement. That's Chris's place. I don't need you sitting there trying to pester me about it like it's Fez's Christmas present to me. Yeah, either. well, I'm very interested in a lot of things. Yeah, I know you are. Dun, 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 dun. If he fucking <laughs> hears that, he gets a hard on. Dun, 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 dun. That's right. Uh, Shane, you're on the Running Fez Show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, when I grew up, uh, we we had like, uh, say the phone number would be 476, like 81, whatever. We'd only have to dial like 68132. We had to dial five numbers instead of the last four. Well, where, where the hell did you live? Don't like that. Oh, he's already gone. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I never had anything like that. But I lived in, you know, an area where there were people. I guess there's some of those fucking phones, like uh, when you watch uh, Mayberry, they would just fucking pick up the phone and there'd be a woman on there. <laughs> like she was the front desk. For the whole breaking town? already? Why are we breaking Apparently already? Apparently there's an EAS test that was scheduled that was actually just told me right now that we have to fucking break or else it'll shoot into the show and we'll just hear people hear fucking tones. Well, won't they hear tones if they're listening to the commercials? Yeah, but then it'll break into the show, so, you know. What do I care? I can put my head down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fuck it then. How long do they last? 30 seconds. Well, just let me know, because we can never hear it, right? Um, I don't think, no, I don't think we We, hear it. No, we can't hear it here. Mm. So how do we know exactly when it's running? I mean, we can play it right now if you want. Yeah, let's play it. So we we were the ones that play it. I guess. Yeah. Well, it's in profit. It's in the other. It's in the the program that controls our breaks. All right. Well, let's just play it while we're sitting here. Okay. But I won't hear it. I don't think so. No. Why not? Oh no! Can't hear it. This is a coordinated monthly test for Sirius XM Radio. 
Equipment that can quickly warn you during emergencies is being tested. If this had been an actual national emergency, official messages would have followed the alert tone. This concludes this test of the emergency alert system. If it was a real emergency, we're not going to have Don Wicky Wicklin as the fucking voiceover. <laughs> how do we? How are we supposed to take that seriously <laughs> when it's Wicky? Hi. If it's an emergency, I'll just get divorced and married again. <laughs> I don't know what it is with Wicky. I think he's on. This is wife number three. God damn. Yeah. Just goes through him, huh? I guess he does. You know, I guess uh, he does. But why does he get to be the voice? Why aren't I the voice? I don't know. We could put in a request. Hey, it's emergency calls. Nukes are dropping top of your head. <laughs> Nukes are here. <laughs> Radiation time. Radiation time. Um, Chris, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, I can remember when I was a little kid, it was a big deal. When we got the real long cord for the very least time, we didn't have to stand to go over and sit down and talk on the phone. I remember when you were a kid, fucking the Flintstones were sitting there talking to you. Squawk! What, life show business? Uh, look who it is. This is my good friend, Gorilla Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, you guys. Hey, Pepper, how old are you? I'm 27. So do you, your whole life there were these Mr. Coffee machines and electric coffee pots around, right? Yeah, that was the shit. Yeah, so uh, when I was a kid, you had to have a chemist in your house to make coffee. What? You had this pot that looked like a cowboy pot, and either your mother or your father, whichever one couldn't fuck it up, would make coffee. They had to put coffee mm. in a, a really weird-looking basket that stood on a spindle that you then put in the pot, and then you put a, a top on it. And the then the, the thing is, didn't it smell amazing, though? was incredible unless your father was still hung over from the night before yeah. and then it would and it would spill all over the stove and then the whole house would smell like coffee and that was even better uh that yeah it was the the craziest thing but people actually used to sit down and make coffee like it you know it was like a big deal and people would make coffee bad it's not like today where you're just like yeah, coffee, coffee. <laughs> yeah it's, there it is need to wait for it to percolate bop, 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 bop. What was that commercial? Was that, I think was no Folgers was Mrs. Olson. I think that was Maxwell House. That's what it was, Maxwell House. Steven, you're on the Run Fez show. Yeah, uh, we only had one house or uh, one phone in the house. It was in the kitchen, <laughs> and my dad kept a pack of cigarettes underneath the phone. Every time he'd answer the phone, he'd light a cigarette. <laughs> he, he said, when he quit smoking, answering the phone, give him the Jones. He'd, oh, he'd always. Yeah, it was Pavlov's fucking smoker. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's a weird thing. No fucking kid could get around. Now, I used to go, I mean, I was a little kid, like five, would go to the store to get my dad's cigarettes. I had to do, I, I did that a few times. It was like constant and like... Uh, Are we getting beer or anything or, or booze? I, no, I don't think... Well, we didn't... Uh, there was a whole fucking thing in PA with the blue laws. You couldn't... Okay. You, they didn't have beer at a regular fucking store. Uh, but the guy who had our thing rap actually the next door told him Jonesy was his name. <laughs> and he used to be like a fucking bookie and he had this little store. <laughs> so the whole fucking store itself was just bullshit front. And I like penny candy and cigarettes great. and maybe like milk and fucking soda and shit, right? So anytime as a kid that you would go there, 
you'd be fucking up his fucking shit because he'd be on the phone and he would be so mad at us. For real customers? Yeah. He's fucking hysterical. Real customers would drive him nuts. But um, I remember once me and my friends were fucking smoking. You know, we started smoking like we were like six or seven or some shit. We would like fucking split a pack of cigarettes. We would pass the cigarette around like it was a joint, right? Awesome. It was like a club. Like, let's fucking start a gang and we'll get a pack of cigarettes. Nice. So... I go up there, and I say to fucking Jonesy, I go, I need a pack of Marlboros. So, like, a couple times he would fucking sell it to me. Finally, he goes like this. Who are these cigarettes for? I go, for my dad. He goes like this. Your dad smokes Paul Mall. I'm fucking staring at him. All I do is turn to the right and run out of the fucking store. No. This fucking was the neighborhood story that I, my mom sent me to, like, every day. But I felt like, wow, got out of that fucking quick. Never going to find me. <laughs> Must have fucking cracked them up. What are you fucking idiots doing? Get your own smokes. And then I had to fucking sit around and worry. Is he going to bring this up to my dad? But of course the guy ain't going to rat. He's a fucking bookie. The front fucking operation. The one thing he's going to do is fucking, you know, be cool about things. Jonesy. Fucking little kids calling a man Jonesy. Jonesy. Hey, Jonesy. (laughs) Here's the other thing. He sold this fucking, like, candy, right? Just like little single pieces of fucking candy. And we would have, like, coins, and we'd just, like, be hitting the glass while he was on the fucking phone. <laughs> we would just be like, hey, no, we didn't know we were fucking. We'd just like, hurry up. I want some candy. He would freak the fuck out, scream at us. No one's going to get any fucking candy. And we were like, Jesus Christ. All right. And then, like, fucking seconds later, he's just back to knocking on the glass. Because there's nothing more annoying and self-centered than a child. No, yeah. You know? Worst. But they don't fucking realize, like... Candy was everything like that fucking Coke later became. You know what I mean? Like it was the same exact feeling. I'm going to get candy. It's the same as like a copy feeling. Somebody else has candy. Hey, man, fuck seriously. Give me some fucking candy. (laughs) Come on. Give me a fucking piece of candy. Bogart, come on, man. You're fucking crazy when somebody wouldn't hand you candy. (laughs) I don't know what it was about fucking candy when you're a child. But it was like the most amazing thing that could go down. First great drug we had. <laughs> fucking sugar. It really was. Well, Pixie Sticks is the same as doing Coke. You fucking, you know. It's a bindle. Just pop it. Yeah, you just fucking <laughs> pop it. You're off real quick. All those fucking candies were just like about the fastest possible sugar high. Oh, they were so delicious. Uh, we got a, a movie director coming in here. That's right. We got Kevin McDonald. Now, Kevin McDonald, you know, is, uh, they call him Eastside Kevin, the same as his brother, Eastside Dave McDonald. Uh, Kevin McDonald made one of the most frightening non-horror movies known to men. And I dare you to sit down and watch it. It's called Touching the Void. And it, it is a climbing movie. It's a real movie. It's kind of like a documentary where the real people are talking back in the movie. I know that sounds like fucking hack history channel stuff. I'm telling you, it's outrageously, outrageously suspenseful. And you can't stand the fact that these guys went fucking climbing on this mountain and didn't have their shit together. And the trouble they get in, it's amazing. Uh, I recommend that movie. It's one of my all-time favorite fucking movies. It really is. Uh, He's got a new movie out. Uh, starring your favorite actor, uh, 
Channing Tatum. Oh, he's the best. Because uh, he's the guy from Astoria. Mm-hmm. He was in the Astoria mo- movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, Donald Sutherland is in it. And it's called The uh, the Eagle. Uh, and it's a very strange picture. It's like Romans from the Roman Empire, and they're in, like, England, but pre, you know, civilized England, which I don't ever remember seeing that in a movie before. Oh, no. And then tell me about this new film that he's got coming out at Sundance. That's Life in a Day. That is a movie he's doing with um, with Ridley Scott. And that's, that's coming. That's premiering at Sundance next week. Now, this was over the summer. He had people on YouTube upload a minute of their lives, mm-hmm. and then he's—it's like over eighty thousand. Uh, he has a ridiculous amount of uploads, and he's putting that all together to make it into one film. And he's—and it's all about one day. It's all about all one over day. The world. All over the world. Yep. So this is a brilliant, brilliant uh, filmmaker doing all different kinds of shit. Matter of fact, he's won an Oscar, right? Uh, I believe for um, for a documentary film that he did uh, even earlier before that. Yeah. So he's uh, this phenomenal Scottish filmmaker, and I know what you're saying. Brody Bay, why aren't you doing stuff with Ridley Scott? Maybe I don't want to. You ever think of that? Okay. All right, now I just went to his IMDb DB page, and I came up with Kevin McDonald from the, what do you call it, from the kids in the hall. <laughs> I wonder if that happens a lot with him. Yeah, I know. Oh, he also did Last King of Scotland. Last King of Scotland. Which is an amazing movie. That won an Oscar um, for the lead actor for, uh, who the hell was that? Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Uh, won, uh, playing Idi Amin. So he's this brilliant, brilliant uh, filmmaker. Um, and what's the one called Life in a Day? Life in a Day. It's going to be premiere next week at Sundance. Sundance. And then The Eagle is out February 21st. Uh, let's bring in Mr. Kevin McDonald. McDonald in studio with us. The brand new film, The Eagle, comes out uh, February 21st. And of course, you also have Life in a Day. That Life in a Day. Life that, in a Day at Sundance. At yeah. Sundance. Everybody is uh, already talking about that one. Uh, the Eagle, I got a chance to see it. It was amazing to me, uh, the period piece that got set up, about how far the Roman Empire was in front of the Britons. We're not used to seeing uh, that part of the world when they were still savages. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think um, we're used to seeing the kind of edge of empire, and that's what's kind of in a way more interesting, yeah. where one culture rubs up against another one. Yeah, you know, because that was the, Britain was the very very edge of the Roman Empire, and, and um, they never they never went into Scotland really, only the, only the south, and that's what the story is about. It's about the, when the Romans tried to take over Scotland. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Scot, so there's some, you know, patriotism involved there. But when the when, when the Romans tried to get with Scotland, the story is that they sent the Ninth Legion up there, six thousand men, and the Legion vanished, disappeared. They disappeared without a trace. And 
So a whole kind of legend built up around this. And in the 1950s, a woman called Rosemary Sutcliffe wrote a book called The Eagle of the Ninth, which I read as a kid. Mm -hmm. And which is one of my favorite books. And that's the basis for this for this story. So this is almost a point of national pride well, that they, could they couldn't be taken over. <laughs> Well, you know, it could be, but it's probably not true even. I mean, it, mm -hmm. you know, when you talk to archaeologists, in the 1950s when she wrote the book, people thought that this was actually truth. Mm -hmm. And there were, because there were a lot of inscriptions on Hadrian's Wall, you know, which was the wall that separated England from Scotland. It was the end of the empire to the north, the end of the Roman Empire. And they literally a, built a, a wall just... They built a wall that went right, that went 70 miles, mm -hmm. which was at the thinnest point in Britain. And uh, it cut around Newcastle, if you know, in the north of England. Yeah. It cut Scotland off from England. And... Supposedly, the reason the war was built was because they'd sent this legion up there to take over the north, and they'd been defeated, or they'd vanished. And there was uh -huh. some sort of voodoo, mystical thing. What happened to these soldiers? How could how could the Roman legion be totally wiped out? So they built a wall to say, beyond here, we shall not go. Beyond here, the empire stops. And my story is about two guys, a Roman soldier and his slave, who dare to go across the wall in search of what happened to the legion, what yeah. happened to the missing legion. And... Um, so it's a kind of, in some ways, it's a cowboy movie. You know, it's kind of, kind of like two guys on horses, except in, right. not in Monument Valley, but in, uh, but in the wilds of the wilds of Scotland in winter, where it's wet and. Well, the the Scots kind of do remind you of like Apaches or something. I mean, they're yeah. fighting in a totally different, yeah. uh, uncivilized way, which makes them so dangerous. You know, so completely dangerous. Yeah. Uh, to the Romans. Well, that's but, in a way what it's. You know, the film is about the clash of cultures, as I said, and it's a, you know. The Romans, the Romans are civilization, and I think they still stand for civilization even yeah. today. We sort of think of Rome as the great civilization, and they're coming up against people who have, you know, no writing, who have right. no, you know, very little even metalwork, who have no sort of stone buildings or anything. Like that. You can imagine what it was like for all those native Britons when Hadrian's Wall was built, which the wall across there, which was like twenty feet high, painted white, made mm -hmm. of stone. And this is like the first thing that the first thing they've ever seen that's a product of a kind of civilized yeah. culture. And it kind of that must have been stunning. It must have been like a spaceship yeah. landing in Central Park. You know, it must have been that far ahead of them. And they must have thought it was it was aliens. And and you can't help but thinking when you're watching it, all right, these savages, they're gonna one day their culture will grow up to rule the world. They'll be the new Rome. But it's so far So far know, in so far in advance. But for yeah. me it was kinda of like, you know, as I say, it's a cowboy movie. But it's also one of my models was those kind of seventies cowboy movies, like um, Rosanna's Raid. I don't know if you know that movie, yeah, I don't know Aldrich that. movie. Great. It was a whole series of movies in the seventies. There were cowboy movies that were kind of about the Vietnam War. Mm. That were kind of about you couldn't make a movie about the Vietnam War, and nobody yeah. wanted to hear it. In the same way as today, nobody wants to hear about Iraq or Afghanistan. Yeah, all those those movies we stay but away from. You can from. sort of metaphorically deal with it, yeah. thematically deal with it, and that's sort of what this movie is. It's dealing with you know. Britain and America and other countries have got occupying forces in these countries which they don't understand and uh, where people don't want – where they don't want them to be. And that parallel, you can't help but resist that parallel yeah. between then and now. And that's what was interesting to me, one of the things that was interesting to me. And it's a constant in our history. It's just a constant in our history. Exactly. It's one, it's, yeah, it's, it's one culture which sees itself as superior and mm -hmm. may well be superior right. in many ways dominating another culture and then that culture which is dominated probably rises up itself and becomes a dominating culture to other <laughs> to yeah. other people and it's kind of like the story of the world isn't it yeah it is it is amazing how we will repeat history and as soon as we're on top 
the 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 rules change in our favor. You know, we're all for freedom and whatever until like, hey, we've got it pretty good. Why not, you know, get these other people to fall in line the way we used to? Uh, there is something in your films. Oh, your films are always so different, but there's always that element of suspense in yeah. your films where you can't just sit back and relax for a second and think that these guys are all right. I mean, they're, they're, there's trouble everywhere. Yeah, no, I mean, I, w- I want people to be on the edge of their seats. Kind of that's, yeah. that's why you go to the movies, isn't it? To have that kind of, you know, emotional experience, that kind of thrill ride in some ways. And I hope, you know, this this film has its fair share of kind of fighting and battles and that kind of stuff. But really, it's about the relationship between the two, the t- t- Channing Tatum and Jamie Bell, they're from the two different cultures, and the tension is one going to betray the other? Is one going to kill the right. other? What's going to What's going to happen to the to, to, to the pair of them? And, and and is the Channing Tatum character, who's the Roman soldier, is he going to Is he going to survive? Is he going to make it back 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 to civilization? I guess back across the wall. And of course, he does. Don't give anything <laughs> away. We all know he does. But I think that you can suspend your disbelief. That's the phrase, sure. isn't it? You know, you can you can uh, you can make a story. You can make a film of a story that everybody knows. Everybody knows how it ends, but yeah. You're still you're you're in um, uh, you're 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 still sort of hoping for an outcome. You're still on the yeah. edge of your seat. You're still suffering from suspense. Well, these you know, like you said, and it's like an early road movie in the same way. I mean, they're out, yeah. they're finding adventure, they're learning to depend on each other, uh, and going through the stuff that we're not used to seeing in film. I, I don't ever remember seeing you know the Britons being shown this way. Uh, yeah, well, I think, you know, I, I wanted to, I grew up in Scotland myself, and I wanted to show the Scotland that I know, yeah. and show the reality of what it was like. You know, I come from documentaries originally, so so what, what my reflex action always is when I make a movie is, you know, what what would this really be like? What would yeah. actually, what would the, what would they really, what would they really look like? And so we did a lot of research into the clothing and the armor that the Romans wore and all of that, and try to make it as real as possible. But also just, you know, to sort of have the characters hopefully be, be authentic in some way mm-hmm. and so and that's 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 what we did in this you know one of the things that strikes me when i look at the film now is i think fuck they look wet all the time they look so wet and miserable yeah. because and of course when i was shooting it we shot in scotland for six weeks and it rained every single bloody day <laughs> yeah. every day and uh and we were all you know wearing the latest gore-tex and yeah. boots and all that fancy gear and we were still wet and the cameras were had fungus in them and they were falling to bits and and I just was thinking, what must it have been like even 100 years ago, let oh, alone yeah. 2,000 years ago? What must it have been like living in that environment when all you had was a bit of skin and some, you know, some rough cloth made out of sheep's wool or something like that? What did you feel like? You must have been uncomfortable all the time. You must have smelt to high heaven. There was, and there was ne- it's never warm, you know, and it's never dry. And any, like, cut to your leg or whatever could be infected, you're gone. You yeah, would just exactly. be it's dead. So, it's so precarious. Yeah. I mean, if you sit around and think about most of the time of in your life, whenever you needed antibiotics or whatever, well, then you probably would have died at that time. Something that we got over fairly quickly, those people uh, died out. It was survival of the fittest. Yeah. But at the same time, I always think about this. the You must have such a line of cowards in your lifeline that just ran away from battles to keep your bloodline <laughs> alive. You know, just the amount of people went, I'm not going to be part of that. I'm getting the hell out. You know? Well, I always think in those kind of battles, you know, you see those, like in this movie, of two sides lining yeah. up against each other, and they got to run at each other, and they yeah. got to beat the shit out of each other. Well, you're right. I, how many of them play dead? That's what I always want to know. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, they pretend they do a swipe at somebody, and then they go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and down they went. 
How yeah. stupid to be on that front line, too, because you know <laughs> those guys are done. They're not going to make it. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about the film that you're doing in Sundance. This is next week. You're yeah, we're premiering, ne- premiering next week at Sundance. It's, it's something that we uh, – I did after, after Eagle because Eagle wasn't <laughs> coming out for a few months. So I thought, you know, i got to do something to occupy myself. didn't want to get involved in another movie. So I got involved in this, uh, in this documentary, which is a, um, a fascinating concept. We asked people all around the world on the July 24th to all film their lives and answer a few questions. What do you love? Mm-hmm. What do you fear? What do you have in your pockets? And uh, also you know, film the things that were important to them in their lives. And we got 81,000 submissions from 192 countries, which is only three off the total number. Apparently, there are 195. I was mm-hmm. disappointed to find out we didn't <laughs> get them all. But apparently, there are 195. And we uh, four and a half thousand hours of footage, and we cut it into a 90-minute film, which I have to say, it was an experiment. You know, we didn't know what we'd get. We didn't right. know how, quite how we'd put it together. And it's a, it's a it's a happy accident because it's turned out really beautifully and it's very moving and it's very uh, it, it really makes you feel part of part of the world and you see the, the 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 joys and the sorrows of what it is to be alive. And they are like you like you brought up with your story is kind of the same story. We all do have the same stories. Uh, that a lot of times if you're sitting down and you're watching a, a foreign film as Iranian or something, the first couple of minutes you're like. But then before you know it, oh, that guy reminds me of my uncle. I was in the, I had the same kind of friend. I had, a, I had a woman do that to me before. It really does return to being these human stories. Exactly, and that was the thing with this Life in a Day project. You realize very, very quickly that we all have the same preoccupations. No matter where you're from in the world, what your social circumstances, basically we all care about the same thing. Yeah. And actually it's sort of – you know, reassuring to know right. to know that that actually you know people from whatever far flung culture you know we've got like tribesmen in the middle of Africa dressed in beads and whatever and you know what do you love the most my children and yeah. that's what they say and of course that's what most people would say my children yeah. or you know my loved one or my father and it's that that sense of connection just through the sim- simplicity of things and you realize that all the kind of fripperies of life all the kind of stuff that we that we buy and talk yeah. about and consume, whatever, is such a surface thing. And it's a cliche, of course. It sounds yeah. like a cliche, but that's what's, what's great about the documentary is it presents all this kind of uh, – it presents a cliche afresh. It makes you see it as for the reality that it is, that we're, we're all the same. Yeah, and it is kind of, when you even think about it, it's a spiritual connection, but not like a religious connection because mm. that takes us. But just the, the human experience mm. of going through love and – disappointment, whatever, it's still some kind of a spiritual thing regardless mm-hmm. of whatever the God thing is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some connection that we can all feel to each other. Exactly. Our, the film begins, the, the documentary begins with, it happened to be a full moon that night. And it's, of course, a full moon everywhere in the world. Something mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time. I thought it was a full moon in different, you know, north right. and south different. But, of course, when you think about it, it's not. But, uh, so everybody, one of the themes of the movie at the beginning and the end of the movie is people just looking up at the moon and that feeling that that's, you know, that's connecting everybody. They're all seeing the same moon. And you didn't know that would be a thread in your film. I didn't know that would be a thread when we, when we, when we, when we shot it. I say oh, we shot it. I didn't shoot it when all these, yeah. these 81,000 people shot it. So they shot it. They sent it to YouTube. Mm. And then you guys just sat down. We sat down. I didn't watch all 4,500 hours. I had 23 people working for me who spoke yeah. a low range of languages. <laughs> and they watched everything. And they gave it point system, and then they, they I watched the highest rated stuff, and uh, so I watched like two hundred and fifty hours or something. 
And then you begin, it begins to speak to you. It begins to, you know, you, in amongst the chatter and the noise, whatever, you, you see big themes emerging and big, big uh, characters emerging. So then we took, you know, the best characters and connected them up with, uh, with, a, with a sort of story. And it's, it's, um, it's surprisingly, uh, it surprisingly seems to have a narrative, actually, to it. It has a story. But I, I guess at certain points you were like, no, I can't do this. I mean, at certain points it must have just felt too big to you. Uh, yeah, it did. But you know what? There's, one of the great things I learned is that if you call something an experiment, <laughs> then nobody cares. It takes a lot of pressure off. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's what I did. People hey. say, what's this film you're making? I said, it's not a film. It's an experiment. <laughs> and, uh, and now that it's turned into a good film, I'm like, you know, I always knew it would be good. Well, the amazing thing about this film is, like, it couldn't have been made not just 20 years ago, but it probably couldn't have been made five years ago. Well, that's I mean, the thing. This is the thing. I mean, this is what's amazing about it. It's, uh, yeah. you know, you could you, – you, before YouTube, you couldn't have made this film. And YouTube only started five years ago, which to yeah. me is a kind of amazing thing because it's it's so omnipresent. It's it, so much part of our lives. And to think, four, five, five sure, that, that's wrong. I, when somebody told me that, I had to go look it up. I said, I know. Yeah, it's wrong. It can't be right. And, of course, it's like – inundated us, changed, changed the way we do things. So, yeah, you couldn't have done this even five years ago, this film. And uh, that, that's what, one of the things that makes it fun is just it's unique and, and, and feels new. Mm. All right, well, that's very cool. And this is the first time it's going to be this seen. the first time it's going to be seen. Hopefully it'll be out later in the year. But mm-hmm. the Eagle's out February 11th, actually. February 11th. Fe- February 11th. Yeah, I think okay. the paper there's wrong. All right, well, then I'm going to fire three people for this. Oh, thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, and I was telling uh, people here that uh, Into the Void is one of my favorite films of all right. time. It's just, although it's turned me off mountain climbing. <laughs> you used to be a big climber, I hear. No, not at all, never. <laughs> but in the back of my mind, it seemed like a good idea <laughs> until I watched that film, and I thought that's something I never want to do. Under any circumstances. Yeah, I felt the same way. I kind of thought, why would anyone want to do this yeah. for fun? Maybe I, if you're, you know, if you had to rescue your child who was stuck at the top of a mountain, you might want to yeah. go up there and rescue them. <laughs> but for fun? Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I think it's one of the few films I ever watched where I had to stand up in case I needed to run out of the room because it was so, <laughs> it was so incredibly. Uh, well, there's a case in point of suspending your disbelief because yeah. you know the guy survives because he's sitting there telling you the story I, in I, the film. But you, but, but people still are going. Oh shit! I can't watch. She's going to die. I What's know. Gonna... I had that exact conversation. Like, why am I? When I see the guy saying, and then I did this, but I, as I still, he can't get out of there. He can't get out of there. Great to meet you, and congratulations, and I'm happy for all your success. The 11th of February is the Eagle, and uh, coming very, very soon. Uh, and although in Sundance will be up the new. Uh, Life in a day. Thanks so much, Kevin McDonald. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Period 197. XM 202. Baby Love Watley. Perfect name. My baby love. My baby love. My baby love. Bessie wants to have a little baby. So he don't have to live alone. Bennington believes all Bez really needs is someone he can love. Baby love, 
Crying Baby Love. Baby Love Watley. And everybody knows this would make a real good mommy. Ten little fingers and toes. She looks a lot like Ronnie. <laughs> Take this pig rattle. You like that pig rattle? It's a pig and it rattles. Hush, little Bezzy, don't you cry. Baby love's gonna make you feel alright. Baby love, Watley. not to eat my baby. I can't promise, but I will go out of my way to try not to. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Betty's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird won't sing, Betty's gonna buy you a diamond ring. This, I swear to God, it's like looking at John Wayne Gacy. My baby love. Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Longtime Ron and Fez uh, show friend, Frenchie, uh, had a horrible, horrible week last week when her house and everything in it burnt to the ground. Luckily, she was able to get out the door with her little baby, but uh, nothing else, literally nothing else uh, in her life. And some of the folks from Pal Talk have put something together, Fez. Yeah, if you go to 202 Friends on Twitter, there's a way to uh, help Frenchie out through PayPal. You can get all the details there. Go to 202 Friends on Twitter.com. Frenchie has been a long-term uh, friend, not just to the Ron and Fez show, but also to the L&A show. Uh, has always been around to support everybody on the channel for at least 10 years. Uh, she's the person who started the Pal Talk Room and... Um, has been to every performance that anybody from the show has ever done. 
So uh, if there's any possible way that you can help out, uh, she's a very, very sweet person and in a real, real uh, rough place right now. Uh, Hicks, did you ever see the End of the Void movie that I was talking to Captain McDonald about? No, I, I ever, I've, I've heard of it. I never, I never caught it. No, no. What's with you? It's like you don't try or you just don't like Scott stuff. Oh, no. I love the Scottish. They're, for whatever reason, they're very delightful to me. I like their accents better than the English accent. It's, I, I believe wow. so. Daring. I love them. I think the Vaseline's a band, favorite band of mine from Scotland. Come on. Oh, I know them very well. I interviewed them. Maybe you forgot about that. Uh, your girlfriend also came in for that. The famous classical penis <laughs> came in to sit down and said to the Vaseline's, you've been a gigantic influence on oh, me as well, not just the breeders. Uh, I bet John Doe and uh, Exine. What is her name? Exine. Exine. Um, do you remember X, Fez? No, I don't remember X. Here's a little known fact for you. You can bring this up next time you're down there. Exine lived in St. Petersburg, your hometown, for a little while. And she was married to Vito Morganson. Yeah, no one ever brings that up anymore. What the fuck? Come on, Vito. Vito, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> you act like it's Don Vito Morganson. I put it on I cut it out. Stop it. I'm trying to do something here. Um, I like the Scots. Don't get me wrong. Oh, good. I still think the Irish are my favorite people. Oh, well, I guess I am Irish. I can't blame, but I, I just the accent. It's for the nothing Scots. to do with you or Dave McDonald or anybody else. Yeah, there's another thing. How come Kevin McDonald comes there from my? Oh, yeah, it's different. He's Dave McDonald, right? Yeah, it's, it's the MC. Yeah, yeah. The, why am I trying to steal Dave's Irishness? He fucking is a hundred percent. Matter of fact, if you fucking catch Dave, he has to give you a pot of gold or grant your wishes or some <laughs> shit. Seriously. Love gold. If he didn't have a record, he'd be a cop in New York in five seconds. Oh, it's corrupt as shit, too. Uh, the Irish or the Scots? Who you pick? I'm going to go with the Scots. Name one funny Scot. My grandmother. Seriously. Uh... Billy Connolly. There you go. Good one. Who's also been on the show. Yep. Great guy. Oh, yeah. Homo queersicle. That was that day. Oh, God. That was not him. But he was laughing his ass off. And he was associated with those guys very closely. And he was fucking howling every time they said it. I'll play <laughs> the clip right now because I was laughing because you were fucking upset. That was Powder who put that out there. His name wasn't Powder in that movie, though. He just played the part of Powder. Yeah, come on. He has hair and... You get really mad when people say homo queer sickle, huh? Yeah, I just, it's it's so unnecessary. And then to say it just to get other people to laugh, like (laughs) Billy Connolly. But here's the thing. Obviously, it's unnecessary. Most of the things we do are unnecessary. I mean, once you uh, eat, after that, almost the rest of your day is unnecessary. But there was... And then, really, you start to eat an unnecessary amount of food. So you're only spending a little bit of time doing anything that's necessary. But with Sean Patrick Flannery, who said it, it's not even like, hey, I say this horrible thing, but I keep it among friends and family. Couldn't wait to tell the story. Couldn't what? wait. Well, it wasn't a story. He just likes to say homo queersicle and say it almost in a John Travolta way. Which I didn't want to fucking call him out on because he was a guest here. And I tried to be a nice host. But he was acting like he was fucking John Tavolta as Barbarino. Because he was going like this. Homo quizzical. And next I was like, so what's next? Bob, 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 Barbarino. 
So what is – oh, you're a Scott. I forgot that. Yep. Oh, so that's why you like the Scots better. Yeah, I'm just, you know, just uh, hometown. All right, but comparing, like, you to Mooch, uh, Mooch is always more fun to hang out with. And in all fucking seriousness, you should have said the same thing, too, Hicks. You don't go hanging around with a bunch of Scots. No, I guess I don't. They're but very Mooch, rare to come by. Mooch, you fucking swooned over one night. I remember that. What was when, this? When he was going back to Ireland, you didn't want him to, and you're like, you thought you had some dope connection uptown. Oh yeah, which ended up being nothing. Hey, come on, man, let's do this. Come on, it's what gonna was, be great. What was the fucking drug that you were promising him? Probably fucking pot or something. Something fucking sissy. Maybe some Molly. I don't know. I can't remember what kind of drugs I was doing that night. I do know after that huge meal, though, I did end up at a Taco Bell eating tacos. <laughs> we just ate. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, We fuck. had a four-hour fucking meal that yeah. night. I was like, fuck, I want an enchilada, man. Hell yeah. It was hard to walk down the street we'd eaten so much. I was fucked up. I don't know. Taco Bell called. Hi, you're on the run. Hi, you're on the run of Fez show. Homo queersicle. <laughs> it's not funny. Well, then why was everyone laughing? Oh, to please Sean Patrick Flannery. He's not here. It was just Lady Truckle. Truckle. It's Lady Truckle doing that. Oh, Lady Truckle. Are you into this uh, new Irish scene of, like, fucking putting plastic bags over your face and acting like you're in a band? Oh, yeah, the rubber bandits. Those guys are great. I love the rubber bandits. They're the shit. Those bag fucking masks are awesome. Now... You're familiar with the horse outside thing, right? Yeah, horse outside. That's their big hit on YouTube. But I saw, like, some of the shit that they do that's just, like, comedy, and they threw a fucking snail at some guy's house. A snail. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was so funny about it. Uh, what town do they even live in? Limerick. Limerick, yeah. Limerick, yeah. yeah they, they hail from Limerick. It's, it's crazy. Mooch told me when he was in Ireland, wherever he went in Ireland, if he didn't know the person, they knew someone else. Like... They went to school with the guy's cousin. That's how fucking small that gimmick is. Jesus Christ. How could they all be that connected? They're fucking inbreds. Oh. They're fucking cool hillbillies. <laughs> That's all. And all they drank was cider, you would tell me. They didn't even really drink beer. Constantly pounding Strongbow. What is that even all about? I don't know. He said they like sold it warm in stores, like two-gallon jugs of it, and he'd buy it for like five bucks. Oh, it sounded fucking crazy. Yeah, it just made me just fucking feel like I was getting scurvy. <laughs> Ralph, you're running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, do you hear Briars has a new ice cream product? It's called a homo queersicle. Ah. <laughs> See what powder does? What do you mean powder? Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. From the Boondock Saints and Boondock Saints 2. Nice summary. Uh, let's grab that song so everybody can enjoy it by the uh, Rubber Bandits. It's fucking madness. As a matter of fact, you need to really see the video to fully appreciate it. Oh, yeah. They got a great look. Uh, and that's on YouTube under uh, Rubber Bandits Horse Outside. But um, why don't we play the video in here while the song's playing? Okay. So we're not fucking animals. I don't want to be without. Oh, no. We got to take a look there. Yeah. Why should my nose be pressed against the fucking window? It won't be. Don't worry. There's a computer right there. Yeah, I know, but still, you know. I can be upset my own way. I'm 
That's our own Mooch Cassidy and his cousin, the Rubber Bandits, horse outside. Doing well for themselves. I guess. I guess they're doing good. I don't know how that all goes over there. Hey, they got masks. <laughs> I don't even know if they're masks. Fucking plastic bags. We got the holes cut out. Fucking weird. It doesn't make any sense. They're still frightening. It is true. It's still frightening. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, on a uh, first day of the millennium, which is really fucking weird. So it's 2011, everybody. Congratulations. This is the last year before the 2012 comes down, just like the Mayans pointed out the whole time. Well, fuck a bunch of shit up. No kidding. George Lucas believes in that. He was t- Seth Rogen says George Lucas was talking his ear off about how the end of the world is coming in 2012. Seth Rogen says... 
I thought the guy was joking 25 I, minutes into it. I know he's serious. Can I just ask a question with you now? Because mm-hmm. I know that you get caught up on things. Do you notice what your latest obsession is? No. Hicks, do you know? I have a, I have a guess. <laughs> it's uh, Seth Rogen. And let me put up the card. Seth Rogen. Woo! Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Every fucking day you've got a Seth Rogen story. What is it? Uh, this one just caught my eye because... They all catch your eye. Somebody's a little Whoa. sweet on Seth Rogen. Whoa. Whoa. George Lucas is telling him about plate tectonics and how the Earth's going to just be destroyed. What's your Seth Rogen story going to be tomorrow? I don't know yet. I'm sure there'll be something out there. So, I mean, if with George Lucas, George Lucas is not a man without a platform. If George Lucas really believes this, why is he just, you know, sharing it at cocktail parties with the Green Hornet? Get it out there. Say something if you think this is really happening. He's a smart man. He must have influential friends. He must have intelligent people he talks to. Well, he's saying there's going to be giant fucking earthquakes everywhere? I guess. uh, How would he be able to fix it? With a green screen? (laughs) I don't I don't know what else he could do. He might as well just tell your fucking hero, Seth Rogen, all drugged up at a bar. It's all over, Seth Rogen. It's all over. Um, the only good thing that it, if it is the end of the world, George Lucas's films will be destroyed. I'm just fucking with him. Don't. I'm fucking with him. No wonder he's rushing to get the Blu-rays out. What else is going on with Seth Rogen, Fess? Um, I don't know anything else about Seth Rogen. Do I have to wait on tomorrow? Other than maybe. Seth Rogen. Who's Seth Rogen? The new kid in school? You ever notice, like, if your fucking brother, there's a new kid in school, and he's, like, bringing up Seth Rogen's name? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, me and Seth Rogen did something crazy today. It's awesome, man. I'm tired of hearing about Seth Rogen, dude. Yeah, but he's so cool. If the Earth was uh, coming all at, um, ending all at once... Um, I think that would actually be more comforting than if, you know, than dying individually. If we, if the whole planet was going at one time, Mm -hmm. at least you're going with people you know. And I think there would be a comfort in, all right, we outlasted humanity, where this was the final product of humans. You wouldn't have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss some things. Everything else is going on in life, and your family and friends are going on. You wouldn't have that feeling. Have you and I ever debated at this point? Yeah, I think it's come up. <laughs> what does Seth Rogen feel about it? I think he's uh, nervous. You know, here's the thing. You heard me and Kevin McDonald talking today about feeling kind of close to all the people in the world, no matter where they're from. No, I don't want the human race to die. I know that sounds selfish on my part. But I'm not going to feel better as the whole human race and everything that we've worked towards and uh, dreamed for uh, all be destroyed together. No, I would feel a little disappointed. Uh, Fred, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, wasn't uh, Fez supposed to bring in a brand new exciting bit today? That, wasn't that what he said at the end of the show yesterday? Oh, yeah. What's a new exciting bit? Oh, I have a new bit called uh, Fez Watley's Ulterior Moments in History. Fez 
Watley's ulterior moments in history. What if President Kennedy had never been shot? Well, he'd be 94 years old this year, so he probably would have been dead anyway. And without the dramatic ending, I'm sure the Kennedy miniseries would have never been made. And right now, Greg Kinnear might be working on a Jimmy Carter miniseries. What if Jerry Seinfeld decided not to do a sitcom? Then I believe that in the evenings, we'd be watching The Single Guy in 2011 every night in syndication, and Jonathan Silverman would be a huge, huge star. What if Thomas Edison had never invented a way to record sound? It would have kept Mel Gibson a hell out of a lot of trouble, that's for sure. What if the New England Patriots had never won a Super Bowl? Then the Eagles, Panthers, and Rams would have. And finally, what if John Benet Ramsey had never been murdered? Well, then maybe her and her dad would still be dating. This is Fez Watley's ulterior moments in history. I love it, Fez. Took on those fat cats in Washington. They're going to know they can't just sit around spending our tax dollars. It had nothing to do with government spending or taxes. Thank you. This is an alternative moment in sport in history. Thank you. How'd you come up with that thank you, Fess? Uh, it's just a regular thank you, a little more drawn out. I think mm. what happened was out of breath by the end of the fezzatorial. So it just came out that way naturally. I love it. Somebody's on fire today, Fez. Who? Fez. I know better than talk to you about anything other than yourself or Seth Rogen. So if it ain't you, it's Seth Rogen. I know you're just as happy as either one of you. What about Giant Fruit? By the way, Seth Rogen said something very amusing to me today. Do you see Seth Rogen's hair? looks fantastic. No. Uh... Don't you think Seth Rogen is better than Joe Rogan? I do, Fez. I do. What else is out there, Seth Rogen? Well, along with the 2012 apocalypse, now we've got, in addition to birds and fish dying in mass quantities, now we've got cows dropping. Newest update. Yeah, 200 cows uh, dropped dead in Wisconsin. Something is going on. George Lucas knows about it, and he's not uh, saying it. Uh, Mitch, Baltimore, you're on running Fez. Hey, guys, I love you. Um, I got a Fez alternative moment for you. Yeah. If Fezzy was never born, Ron would have never been freaked out by a Christmas gift. <sighs> Don't even bring up the Christmas gift. We all, as a fucking team, decided never to bring that up again. Paul, you're on running Fez. Hey, Fezzy, I love the homo queer tutorial. You should really keep uh, doing those. I love them. Is that what you're calling those? No, it's not a. It's not that. Mm. It's ulterior moments in history. When are you going to have a, a alternative moment in his ass? <laughs> I fucking I went out there, Fez. I wasn't going to be able uh -huh. to find my way right back. I knew it, where it, you were going. Though. It was like touching the void. I couldn't get out of it, and I figured none of them in this. I've got to dig out the bottom. Literally the ass. 
Uh, Diego, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I just want to thank Fezzy for taking that JonBenet Ramsey down a couple pegs. I mean, who does she think she is? I didn't even hear that part. What was it, Fez? What did you say about her? Oh, that was, uh, what if JonBenet Ramsey had never been murdered? Well, then her and her father might still be dating. Oh, jeez. It was a little rough landing there. Yeah, I know. It's not fun to... It's awful to make fun of homosexuality, but it's great to make fun of forced incest. That's what I learned today. Uh, Jimmy Norton's new CD, Despicable. You can pre-order that now at Amazon.com. It's going to be released March 8th, but you can get your pre-orders. And now Jimmy Norton's Despicable. Well, he is not. That's just the name of his album. He's a lovely person. I was doing it as a possessive. Oh, possessive. Uh... CB, Alabama, you're on my Fez. Hey, Donnie, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. If uh, if Fezzi had ever went to school, he'd understand that ulterior means behind something, and alternative is what he's trying to say. See ya! What have you been calling it? Ulterior. Like, uh, like instead, like, um, ulterior moments, like ulterior motives, like you have other motives. I don't understand it. Where I've never mo- used it that way. Your motive isn't what uh, people think it is. So I fig- I thought that meant different, different motive. You have different motives. So I was putting well, that with moments. I think it works. I don't know. It all sounds nice to me. I'd have to say no. Because ul- ulterior moment... That would be something totally different. Ulterior motive is what you're going for, right? Yeah. And that would mean like I'm acting like I'm doing one thing, but I'm thinking I'm doing another. But you're actually saying an alternative to what actually happened. Right. But I thought they both meant the same thing. Like I thought alternative and ulterior were the same thing. They just meant different. Um, Eric, you're in Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, I had a, a conscious story about two or three weeks ago. There was a thing on, uh, I think it was on Yahoo News, that there is a group of ultra-conservative Christians, I think they're in California, that believes the world is ending in May of this year. Uh, so by, I, by the way, the emails are blowing up with the people saying that you use that incorrectly. That it, it should be alternate, not ulterior. I don't know. Uh, Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fez, how do you spell ulterior? I believe it's U L T E R I O R E. Or no, no E on the end. Uh, there's, uh, there's an experience that uh, some people that wear glasses report where they say that they can't. Um, here as well with their glasses off so that um, if they by glasses you mean hearing aid no actual glasses so and they say that it may be the um, the fact that some people need to uh, actually depend more homo quiescical homo quiescical is what I'm feeling homo quiescical Billy Conley was loving it. <laughs> he was uh, fucking crazy.
Oh, they all went nuts. They all bowed down before powder. All right, so you're saying that people are using hearing aids to see now? No, glasses. All right, so go ahead. So they need to wear their glasses. Homoquiescical. Homoquiescical is what I'm feeling occasionally. Homoquiescical. Jesus, Conley, give it a fucking rest. So they need those to actually hear better. Homoquiescicals? No, no. People that wear glasses. I know girl, uh, guys don't make passes that girls that wear glasses. And they also say guys don't make passes at girls with flat asses. You got a flat ass and bad eyesight. You're in bad shape as a girl. There's always somebody that'll bone you. That's the beauty of it. Uh, Chris and Redding, you're on Run Fez. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, when I was in college, I loved listening to all those ulterior rock stations. Look, I want everybody to leave Fez alone. He tried to do something today. You went out on a fucking ledge, Fezzy. You went out there. Well, I tried. I thought you were doing the crossword puzzle thing instead of another fezzatorial. Remember, you were going to do the crossword with crosswords? Yeah, but I wasn't sure how to do that um, audio-wise. I see. So we went to an alternative fucking fezzatorial. Uh, I was a horse outside. Fuck your Maserati. I'm a horse outside. Fuck your Mitsubishi. <laughs> You're a really good singer. Thanks. Man, you ought to start a fucking band. You got any fucking Wonder Bread bags we can put over our head? I send an intern right now. <laughs> well, tell him not to throw the fucking bread out. We might as well sit and enjoy that. They know better than throw our bread out. They better not. Although, uh, Gabe is our intern today. Gabe's rocking it today. He's a favorite. He's moving ahead of Tom. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, Tom seems like he's a quiet guy, right? Yeah, he is. And we have a third mystery intern starting in about a, two weeks. Then. Well, make sure he's wearing a wonder bag over his fucking <laughs> <Okay>. head. <laughs> uh, Phil, you're on running Fez. Hey, Fez, I'm very proud of you that you want to live an ulterior lifestyle. Oh, look, I want everybody to get off Fez's dick today. He went and he fucking created something for you that you could enjoy. Sure, he fucking struggles with the English language. Big deal. See, I don't see how it's any different. Alternative, ulterior. They both mean that well, it's a get, different thing. Well, let's get rid of one of the fucking words then. Don't they mean the same exact thing? Um, let me go over here to Kendall. Kendall, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, uh, that uh, prediction of May 21st of this year is by a bunch of nut jobs down here. Uh, they've got a billboard in southeast Texas, and you can go to familyradio.org and read all about it. Um, family what? Familyradio.org. All right. Thank you very much, my friend. Take care. Uh, Andy, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, uh, Fez, I think my, my car's dead. It won't start. I think my ulterior rate is dead. Peace. <laughs> Well, well, well. Look who's giving us a call from Los Angeles, California, home of the doors. It's our own G Baby, Jermaine Lassier. Hey, G Baby. Hey, what's up, boys? I got a, uh, a spy report for you. A spy report? I did not expect to get one of these. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. What do you got? Uh, the villains in The Dark Knight Rises, the third Batman film, have officially been announced 
It is Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle, the Catwoman, and Tom Hardy as Bane. This is oh, sounds God. fucking kick ass. Yeah, no Riddler, unfortunately. But no Catwoman. Riddler. Yeah, but we got a Bane and a Catwoman. Who fucking, you can't get any better. Anne Hathaway seems like the world's her oyster right now. Yeah, she got the Oscars. She's got Batman. It's pretty, uh, I think you're right. Everybody's just crazy about this uh, young girl. And Havoc was on IFC two nights ago. Uh, what did you do? Watch it right up to the rape scene? Yep. Then I turned it off. That makes no sense. Yep. Uh, that, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. And that, that, the press release just came out. And before we even got up on the site, I had to call you guys. I, I love it. And, you know, right now, uh, as you know, G-Baby, you are my neck-and-neck man in Hollywood. You're my neck-and-neck reviewer. You're tied for first my number one. uh, Of course, Armand White is my favorite of all time now. Well, it's it's tough to compete with Armand, I'm sure. And I went and listened to that thing on on Slash uh, Film, and I, I dug it in a big, big way. Yeah, he doesn't sound as crazy as he comes off as, right? I I will make a vow to you. I will have Armand White on the, on the show, whether I get him on here or Ron Bennington interviews the weekend get oh, together. I'd love to hear that. All right, my friend. Take care. All right. Have a good one, buddy. Well, I am really fucking excited about this. As you know, I'm the world's biggest Batman fan. I love everything. I never missed a Batman movie. I didn't realize you were such a big Batman fan. I saw them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Joker one, and then the the pre-Joker one. The land before Joker. Batman Begins. Right. And now this one, Bane and Catwoman. Scratching, fighting, Bane in this fucking thing up. It's going to be so kick-ass. Bane time. They're missing it by not putting the Riddler in. Have fun, Tom Hardy and Anne Hathaway. One's got to lose weight, one's got to gain weight. Have let, fun with it. Let me already do my review right now. Chris Nolan just kicked awesome in the balls and, sh- and shit in excellence mouth. Oh, man, I got to see this. Yeah, it's fucking that good. Fuck. I like to start writing for one of those fucking blogs, too. Let's get it together. Of mm. a horse outside. Fuck your Maserati. Of a horse outside. Uh, what else is up there, Fuzzy Cat? Well, Jennifer Aniston is saying that she hated her Rachel hairstyle when she was on Friends. That it was the ugliest thing she had ever seen in her life. Now, I am not buying this for a second, Miss Aniston. There is no way where she's a TV superstar in Hollywood. She's on a big hit TV show at the time, and she's wearing her hair ugly, according to her. There is no way this even happened. I don't know why she's trying to put these things out there, but this is one of the biggest lies out of Jennifer Aniston's mouth yet. She's got her own personal stylist. She's not going to wear something that she considered ugly. Well, now, I don't know. This is the first I'm hearing about this. But... uh. I know in that Mammoth film, they made a big thing where Alec Baldwin, who was a bigger star than he is now, wanted to wear a beard in the movie, and they threatened to shut the fucking movie down if he did. Um, I don't know, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. 
I don't know if Jennifer Aniston was the person who was picking like her wardrobe and her hair at the time. Because you have to remember, when the the haircut became popular, it wasn't like it was in the eighth season. It was like in the second season. So she might have been under the studio's thumb. Well, it's to me, it's not like, you know, Mr. Spock, who had to wear rubber-pointed ears for his character. You know, this was just a hairstyle. If she said But to there, a girl, you don't think it's different than it is to us? Yeah. Oh, Girls I, make a big fucking deal about their hair for whatever reason. Exactly. I think it's totally a big deal to, to a woman. So if she sat there in the makeup and hair trailer mm-hmm. and thought this thing was so hideous, like she's saying now... I can't imagine she would have walked on the set with it. But don't girls also look back at their hair and hate it? Like, every girl will look at their hair from, like, I don't know, seven years ago and go, what the fuck? I look like a retard. What was I thinking? Yeah. Well, really, I can't tell the difference between uh, a fucking, what somebody would say is a great haircut, a backwards mullet, or a fucking mohawk. They all look the (laughs) same to me. I can't tell the difference. It's no big deal. You got hair on your head. Looks all right. And even if you don't, it looks all right. Yeah, fuck it. If you don't like it, I have a horse outside. So, do you always like your hair in the past, Fess? Uh, you know what? I say, oh, that's what I was doing with my hair then. Mm. If it was a bleach blonde wrestling thing. You know, you've had some great hair over the years. Oh yeah, I've had a giant mohawk that I, you know, had painted orange. I've done that. I wore so, a toupee for a while. So fuck Jennifer Aniston. Exactly. Just do what we all do. Just look back at the pictures and go, "Oh, what was I thinking?" Yeah. Fez voice. Remember. Yeah. Fez voice. Don't forget Fez voice. You're not angry, Todd. Right. Yes. Fez voice. Take some of the bass out of that. Get up high. So Jennifer Aniston. There you go. Is just really a big-haired liar, is what she is. Again, she's trying to get. You don't like her much over the years. No, you know, and I, Ronnie, I was Team Aniston when the whole Brad Pitt thing happened. You weren't Team Pitt. No, I wasn't Team Jolie. Weren't you Ball Pitt there for a while? That was a whole different thing. When I was a daycare worker. But daycare? What's gay care? Daycare. Like a hospice or something? <laughs> but she's the one who likes to bring up her love life and what's wrong with her body. I don't know what to say. I'm just going to agree with you. 100%. She does this to herself. I'm as angry as you are for yeah. some reason. Fuck Jeff Raston. Thank you. Cut her fucking head off. I think she's quite the looker. Very much so. This never comes up, but she's a very attractive lady. Oh, fuck yeah. She's going to cut her head off, I guess, though. Whatever. I could go one way or the other. Let's get a posse. Uh, I'm too tired to get a posse going. I would never join any posse. I would actually say this. If I was in a western town and they were saying we're getting a posse together, I'd always say this. You look like you got enough guys. Yeah, that's adequate. I'm not joining your fucking game. And then I'll also say this. One of us better stay here in town in case they double back. And if they do, I'll be here waiting on their asses, eating a sandwich. 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to be part of a posse, but I could do angry mob once the posse got back, I'm sure. Just out there with... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's burn them and hang them. (laughs) (laughs) Angry mob. (laughs) Just someone with a torch, because for some reason the posse seems to always get back at night. I don't... I don't even know that person and what they did. Why would I want to ride with you? The fact that you've offered me a fucking star and one beer? No. I'm not in your posse. I'm staying here. You can share this bottle of whiskey, too, among the 15 of us. I'm telling you right now, I find this riding horses exhausting. Balls hurt. I'm not going to get a horse. Who do I look like? Swiss Miss? I, I don't know how to ride all the time. I can just ride if somebody's holding on to the reins and kind of walking me around the fence there. I can do that. It's fucking hot out, too. We're in the fucking desert. I know. I'm going to take these leather pants off. Why are we wearing chaps? Let's stay in today. And let's turn that trough into, like, a nice little fucking pool for everybody. Come on, guys. I will also tell you this. Because, uh, you, you know, you watch those cowboy movies. And she... Uh, you know, you see these fucking people, they come in, they're riding the desert, and they're just fucking, they're riding in, they've been riding for days, and they're all dusty, and they get in a bar, and they, right away they'll go like this, whiskey. And I'd be like, whiskey? Have a glass of water first. You just went through the fucking desert. You're not going to quench your fucking thirst with a whiskey. If anything, you're going to make yourself hotter. Why don't you say this? You have an ice water here or anything? Or just go like this. Uh, Tom Collins? Because you'll never, like, anybody could have been a fucking bartender down there. And a lot of times those bartenders would just leave the bottle with them. <laughs> yeah. Just like, fuck, there's the bottle. What are you? You're so, you got nothing you're fucking doing. You can't pour me a drink every once in a while? Or why do you have an apron on? To keep the beer from spilling on you? It's not like you got, you're running burgers and fries back there. You're fucking lazy. Another thing. I don't know whether you watch Westerns at all, Fez. You don't seem like a Western man to me. But I notice this. The bartender uh, will always have a shotgun under the bar. Never a handgun. And, you know, everybody else has a handgun. He's got a shotgun. And I've never seen a bartender win. There's never been, like, a bartender, like, pulls it out and blows someone's shit away. Either he gets shot or someone tells them to put it down. A fucking... Another thing, too. You're going to go all the way out west. You're going to go 3,000 miles through the fucking dirt. You're going to get out there and have the same job you could have had in Pittsburgh or fucking Boston. Be a prospect, of course. Do something new with your life. Don't go all the way out there and become a fucking bartender again. I'm an open hotel. Um, Patrick, you're on the run of Fed show. Hey, buddies. Uh, I got a question for Juicy. Um, Want to know if he hates Jennifer Aniston more or Sandra Bullock? Very good story. A very good question, Fez. You do uh, tend to hate women. Yeah, yeah. I have a little bit of a problem there. Wow, that's a tough question. I mean, today it's definitely Jennifer Aniston. I'm sure Sandra Bullock will pull some stunt. Well. Let me tell you something. Uh, that Sandra Bullock made one of the most fabulous movies of all time called Blindside. Can't look at it. 
It's a combination of a lifetime movie for women and an after-school special. Have you watched it? I have not gone near it. When that fucking big color—I uh, almost said colored, like it was fucking 1950. <laughs> uh, let me just point this out. I haven't fucking slept. I didn't sleep at all last night. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's not some 1950s song. When that fucking black kid, when you find out, no, it's not the first time you had a fucking bedroom. It's the first time you ever slept in a bed. You're going to find yourself tearing up. It's very touching. The whole thing, it's just, it's the the big, thick southern accent, the over-the-top southern accent that she does. You're I just from the South, Fez. Yeah, and I don't hear people talking like that. She's a wonderful actress. Is she from the South? I don't know. She lives in New Orleans now. I don't know where she's originally from. Hmm. Uh, Nate, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, Fez, with his uh, misplaced hostility toward Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Aniston, only seems to hate the girls that are... Uh, you know, prettier than her. Uh, well, if that's the case, Fez would have to hate Precious. I'm better looking than Precious. Seriously? Yes. Did you see her at the Golden Globes? She looks tiny now. I can oh, see yeah. her from here at the Golden Globes. Come on, you know she lost a lot of weight. She lost 140 pounds. Why'd she do that? Dump. <laughs> Just took a great big Precious shit. And Sanders from Virginia. She's a southern girl. She's a bell. There's a southern accent. Uh, after doing some breathalyzer tests on fans leaving NFL games, what would you guess is the percentage of fans that leave an NFL stadium legally drunk after a game? 100%. Well, see, leaving... Is uh, a tough call because I think more people go in drunk. I think they drink a lot more before that four-hour game. I think most people tend to sober up during the game. Uh, what do you say, Hicks? We'll do a, a little contest, me against you. So I'm saying sobering up. No, what fucking percentage? Thanks for paying attention to the show. What are you just yelling out, sobering up for no reason? That's not a percentage. <laughs> Sorry. He didn't it's even hear either- that. It's either 25% or sobering up percent. That's our number? You know, here's the thing about you, Hicks. And obviously yes. earlier today I almost said colored. And why I was doing it, I was sending an email back to my best friend, Earl Douglas. This is how fucking tired I am. Oh. Uh, what percentage would you say? 45%. I'm going to go lower, Fez, than 45%. I'm going to go 44%. Oh, come on. And nice see which move. one of us is closer. <laughs> Fuck. It is 8%. Hmm. I was shocked. I figured it would be closer to the almost 100% that you originally said. No, no. Well, I was actually, uh, what I was 100% going to go with was 10%. Uh, because legally drunk, obviously not everybody drinks. And then again... Four fucking hours of really anything you nurse beers there. You're really drunk before the game. Yeah, they're $12 to get a fucking beer in that place. Fuck you and your $12 beer. No, thank you. I have a horse outside. That's my fucking point. 
I would never pay those fuckers for beer. No, it's impossible to get drunk. And if you want to buy, like, liquor or whatever, it's, like, $20 or something. Where are you going to get liquor? In the fucking stadium. What stadium sells whiskey? There's their bars in there. Oh, you mean in the bar part? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't fucking sit there in a fucking in the stadium. Why won't bars let me leave fucking their, their establishments with their liquor? Well, you need to go to a couple of towns that are all for that. New Orleans oh, yeah. has no problems yeah. with it. And then a little town that loves the party that will hand you what they call a traveler. And that's Savannah, Georgia. Really? Yeah, they will take your cocktail, pour it into a red cup, and hand it to you. Cool. Thanks, Savannah. And they go like this. Drive careful. Really? Um, here is uh, Chris, you're on Yeah, that 8%, it sounds a low in percentages, but that's still three to 5,000 people, depending on the stadium, driving around drunk. That's still a pretty high amount of people. Yeah, yeah, it is a kind of a good point that, and obviously all those people aren't driving, but let's say half of them are. That would still put you to fifteen hundred to two thousand people driving drunk at the same time. That's kind of weird numbers. I don't want the fucking mads to find out about that, or else they'll want to fucking run out on the field and take a crocheting needle and put it through a football. And I always say, you know. Look, I'm sorry that there was an accident in your family, but I really have to get my car home. Let's fucking get that straight. Getting a taxi doesn't get my car home. I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Wake up tomorrow, get another fucking taxi? Now you make me wonder if I even want to start drinking. Why don't I just stay home and drink? If you're going to fucking act that way. I don't get it. And I always say to those mothers against drunk drivers, always goes like this. You're not going to stay mad. I know you're mad right now, but you're not going to stay mad. Time will heal. I thought that would have got a laugh here. I'm really disappointed in myself. You know what? I've lost my timing is what I've done. I've got no timing. I've got no timing. No, don't say that. Fuck your Maserati, I have a car outside. Fuck your Honda Civic, I have a horse outside. Fuck your Subaru, I have a horse outside. Mooch is a great fucking singer. He really is. Never knew that about him. Oh, yeah. And great at cutting out holes in plastic bags. Well, he needs to breathe that way. He can't just keep that fucking lunch bag over his head. The uh, New York Jets... Did something that I'm not real thrilled about. Apparently flying home from New England. They shit out the window? No, the Empire State Building was lit up in white and green. And the pilot uh, was checking with the, with the towers to give them permission to go off course so they could get a better look at the Empire State Building oh, that's nice. lit up for them. That's nice. This is how accidents happen in this city with planes. What accidents with planes? Do you think 9-11 was an accident? No, no, not that do, one. Do you think we... the terrorists are like this? I've always wanted to see the towers. Closer. Closer, please. Closer. No, but we had a helicopter run into a prop plane. It's, you know, you shouldn't veer anything off course. Yes. Adam, veer it on course. 
Everyone's excited about the Jets beating the Patriots, going to the championship game. Says, I had that fucking DVR'd. Oh, sorry. But there's no need to start changing air traffic around over New York City, over any major city. What about Baltimore? No, don't do it. What about a minor city? I wouldn't even do it there. What about Kalamazoo? No. No, leave it uh, leave it alone. Everyone, everything's been put in order so that there's no mistakes, there's no accidents. So if something is off course on purpose, we can tell right away what it is. No reason to go fly by the Empire State Building. I don't care how far away from it they are. They're off course, and it's nothing we need. We've you got planes I, going down in the Hudson around here. We don't need anyone else veering off course. You know why everybody likes you, Fez? Why is that? Because you're fun. And you don't take things and blow them out of proportion. I like to have fun as, as much as the next person. Then why don't you? Then what they should do is, if it's so important, uh, bring a van of the Jets over, let them look up at the Empire State Building, get their photos they fucking live in Jersey. Yeah. I don't want to take a van all the way into the city just to see a fucking green and white light. Let's just take the plane by. Uh, here's Jay in Virginia. He's a pilot, much like myself. I just wanted to ask Fez if he knows just how common and regular it is for air traffic controllers on a daily and regular basis to, to direct planes off their courses for... Uh, Landings to avoid traffic. Uh, it happens all the time. It happens every day, thousands of times. So it's not like they're on a predetermined course that they can never get off of. Fez, you just got to think that when you're on a plane, it's kind of like being on a spinning top and just relax. Yeah, that's not helping. Getting this information from Jay either, that's not helping one bit. That this happens all the time. But nothing went wrong here. No, nothing went wrong, but it certainly could have. And we start making exceptions. Somebody, somebody could have got an eye put out. And we start making exceptions for the Jets. You're jinxing them. Mike, you're on running Fez. Hey, buddies. Uh, hey, listen, Fez, you are spot on with your comment about the Jets. You know, planes should never have ulterior flight paths. See ya. Uh... <laughs> Was that powder? Homoquiescical. All right, homoquiescical. Homoquiescical is what I'm feeling. Homoquiescical. Jesus Christ, they thought it was the funniest. Look at the way fucking Hicks is laughing. I know that just because you say you're fun, there's a guy who's having fun. I'm just pointing that out. He's fucking falling down laughing. But that made you angry. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it. How come? I think it's the wrong thing to say. Uh, Jim, Denver, you're on running Fez. Uh, yeah, you know, if they set a new course, Fezzy, then they're really not going out of course. They took it in the flight path of another airport. Now, yes, uh, the towers are talking and everything, but it's not supposed to happen. <laughs> they're not going to route him anywhere where they're not supposed to, you know, where it's going to be interfering with another flight path. It says, but still, it's, you know what? Go fly the plane, land it where it's supposed to, take off, fly, land where you're supposed to, and let's keep everyone safe. 
All right, Fezzy. We'll all try to be safer. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Captain? Here's uh, Nick. You're on Fez. Yeah, how you doing today, guys? Good. Fezzy, thank you for keeping us safe. How could they not have known maybe that pilot had an alternate motive for wanting all to fly right. around to the See, Building? This is what... This is the kind of stuff that gets Fez upset and gets you second-guessing yourself, Fez. Absolutely. But I, I'm not I'm not going to do it on this. Planes should stick to the program in the air over New York City. All right, I got a break here. Hicks, could you reboot the 5000 for me? I don't know what's going on. Will do. I'll take care of that for you. Did I bring in Nature's Way today? That's nature's way of telling you. Uh, I haven't let Hicks get to the bottom of his fucking problems today, Fez. Are you done with the Seth Rogen talk, or you got anything else? No, that was all. That was all I had. All right. Tomorrow, I want you to bring up who Seth is dating and what he's up to. Uh, but Hicks, I know you got problems. What's going on with you? Yeah, I got, uh, there's this new kind of weed in California that got me fucking perplexed as to why they're fucking calling it a certain name. A little weed talk, I guess. All right. Hold on, Steven, you're on Fez. Hey, uh, have you noticed that uh, he can't do the Fez voice and be angry at the same time? If oh. you play that sounder, that Fez voice sounder, he'll quit being mad. Fez voice. Get the Fez voice back. Fez voice. All right, I think it's back. The faggot of the opera. That's the Fez voice. Yeah, I think that's what I got. Mm. Fez voice. People love the Fez voice. Mm. Nice little nature's way. So, um, you're going to talk about weed? Well, yeah, in California, they just they just renamed uh, the new weed there. It's kind renamed of, it? Well, no, they they have a new name for some, a certain type of strain of weed that's gotten, gotten real popular in California. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? I'm laughing at you, not with you. Don't get upset. Oh, wait. I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing straight at you. Bobby. Bobby. You're hey. on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy. Is Sprint Airlines going to change their flight route, too? All right, let's not make a big deal about this fucking Sprint Airlines. Sometimes you fuck up. So what? So what? And sometimes when you fuck up, people die. That happens. Not a lot you can do about it. Uh, I want uh, Gabe to be called head of interns. And I want him to take the other interns under his wings. All right. He's got a new uh, moniker now. And he's doing such a great job. I want him to eat a small piece of chocolate every single day. He will get that wonderful reward. <laughs> that should have to work out that way. He's very happy about that. Paul, you're on Fez. Hey, boys. I want to uh, agree with Fezzi about that pilot. I mean, what if he veered off course and just bombed the Empire State Building with a bunch of giant oranges? Fez wants uh, giant orange slices. He doesn't know why. I think they'd be tasty and delicious. They're already tasty and delicious. You got a hand-sized one that I can eat. <laughs> it's it's almost portable. Then if you need another, you have one. Yeah. You don't need a giant slice and then put the other rest of the orange back. 
Would there be giant seeds in these giant oranges? Obviously, that be everything's going to be giant about it. Uh, this will never work. No one wants to see a fucking guy None of it's a, the side of my And hand. then you're also going to need a box cutter just to peel your orange, which means you can't eat an orange on a plane anymore. Oh. And then we're also going to have ribs that will tip the car over when we're at the drive-ins. So be careful with your pet dog dinosaur. The, you know what would always be great? If they were at the drive-in and fucking Dino had his head up, Pebbles was up there on Dino's head, then Fred orders the ribs, the whole fucking car goes over, crush and pebbly poo. It's kind of dark. Do you ever watch the Flintstones? Oh, yes. The, at any time in the Flintstones, did Fez ever say, Wilma, I'm worried about uh, Pebbles, she has a tiny vagina? No, that line was never in there. See, when I was a kid, I was staying home, was watching cartoons, I had a fever. I thought I heard it. I always ask people if that's what happened, but that's the fever talking. Luckily, my mom was able to break the fever uh, for me with whiskey. How much whiskey? Plenty. Okay? Okay. If you're keeping fucking score. <laughs> Teddy, you're on a Hey, I don't know about these oranges, but what if we could grow giant heads of lettuce to make massive lettuce wraps? All right. Fez ordered something fucking stupid at a bar. and Everybody laughed at him. So what? So he got laughed at. So so it doesn't fucking matter. Who cares who's the clown of the party? The other people had fun. You're getting laughs. That's the important thing. Uh, Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Fezzy, that was you on the subway, the the one with the uh, the rat crawling on your face. That wasn't Fez. No, that was another subway passenger. I thought that was you, Fez. Did you ever see that guy around? No, I've never seen him on the train. You're not having any more subway problems, are you? Um, yeah, the other day I did. Where what? it was, it was just we <laughs> Fez boys. We it, were stuck for a while. In stuck. Well, stopped. Stopped in between stations, and I'm like, this isn't working out well. This is really bad. What stations do you always stop between? We always get um, stopped between Lexington, the Lexington Station, and 57th Street. Hmm. Between 57th Street and Rockefeller Center, that goes really slow, which is annoying as hell. I mean, it's... But why don't you just get out of 57th Street, then? Get a nice little stretch of legs. Well, at that point, I'm like, I'm beyond repair, so. So stay in there in case it does get stuck? Get outside, have a cigarette. You haven't been repaired from your subway going slow? Oh, sometimes I do get out of 57th Street. That's what I said. Yeah. The other night, I almost got out on Lexington. I'm like, wow, this is just... And then I'm like, all right, if I get out now, I'm going to have to take the tramway home. Fez, boys! All right, I got to hear about this weed from Hicks. Hicks? I will. You're going to be on the 5,000. Yeah. Get me rebooted. Whatever happens when this fucking thing comes out sometimes drives me nuts. I'm having fucking computer problems no matter where I look these days. Is it cold in that room? Because I see people wearing really fucking thick hats. Must be freezing over there. I find it very warm in all the rooms. 
Thank you for that truth bomb. All right, so we break here. We come back. They're renaming weed in California. That's right. Stay stay tuned for the anticlimactic fucking announcement. Oh, no, it's very climatic. <laughs> it's going to be great. All right. Trust me. You want to hear it. After. The Ron and Fez Show. The virus on Sirius XM. You didn't talk to him? No. What do you mean? Did I talk to him about this? Yeah. Are you just talking about this or are we just talking about it? Yeah, we're just speaking about it. Speaking about it as an idea. Yes. We're not actually talking about it. No. Talking about it as a, no. as a robbery. As a robbery? No. Yeah, it's Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I wanted to bring up again that a very good friend of everybody here on the virus, Frenchie, uh, who's been very active in, as they call it, the community for a long, long time. Her house burned down, and she had to run out in the middle of the night uh, and only got her child out with her. Everything else was burned She's, uh, you know, the house itself destroyed. Uh, She's in some need of some help right now. So the good folks have uh, set up a PayPal account. If anybody uh, would like to help out a fellow listener to the Ron and Fez and ONA shows. Go to Twitter at 202 Friends, and you'll get all the information right there on how you can help donate to the PayPal account, help Frenchie and her little girl out, Frenchie Jr. So that's all at 202 Friends on Twitter.com. All right, Hicks has got a big story that oh, yeah. uh, apparently everybody in California is a buzz. Oh, yeah, out there in Cali, Rod. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Uh, the the uh, the fucking pot stores out there are now selling a strain of weed called the Chuck Norris Black and Blue Dream. <laughs> Aren't the Chuck Norris fucking jokes finally over? That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. That this guy's gotten a huge fucking buzz off ironic internet bullshit. I mean, from, you know those lists circulated last year. Now or everyone. That's the only years. way you can get popular is ironically, as Betty White just fucking caught on that no one really likes her. Yeah. They were just making fun. Yeah, she got a big boost out of it. And even Keanu Reeves, when the Sied Keanu uh, fucking pictures came out. First of all, let me, can I say it. something? Keanu doesn't need your fucking uh, boost because A, speed, B, point break, C, the replacements. <laughs> that is the snap, crackle, and pop of fucking movies. I miss the replacements. I'll watch that. I'm fucking talking crazy today because I'm without lack of sleep. That's all right. It's okay. Let's get weird. All right. Well, let's get some of the fucking Chuck Norris chronic. Fucking blaze up. Don't mind if I diz. Don't mind if I diz. It's very strange what what celebrities the internet will pick to fucking to to just start basically harass into coming out and making new fucking product or whatever. Who would you pick next for your ironic celebrity that you'd like to see come back? I'm going to go Donnie Most. I think it's time we make the most of Donnie Most. <laughs> I think Don Johnson will have a huge fucking comeback. People start because he has a music career and no, Miami no, Vice. I've had my own past with him, and I can't fucking, you know, 
I just, All I right. can't even bring it up. All right. All right, then they'll fuck him then. I think it was on Geraldo over him. Yeah, it was. I think it was Geraldo. It was one of those fucking shows. Holy shit. I can't remember. Yeah, it was Geraldo, right? I know there's a couple of them, but Geraldo to me was the best name. I don't know why they didn't bring that up to Geraldo when he came in here. Forgot all about it. Should have gotten his face. I should have. No, I'm not. I go, now you're on my fucking show, bitch. Doesn't everything change? And then fucking laid a Chinese star into his thigh. About the forehead. Just puncture his brain. Um, I know Blade will wear his Chinese stars on the outside of his vest, and maybe I gotta start doing that. I think like a bandolier for throwing stars. Maybe they'll just be able to just stick on to the clothing since they're so sharp. <laughs> what are you babbling about? Crazy what, bullshit. What seriously? What's happened to you? You fucking ponytailed weirdo. Why are you oh, fucking? Come on, not today. Come on. Ronnie Why? B. What's wrong with today? Well, you know, I did something very nice for you today, Ronnie B. Bullshit. You'd never do really? anything nice for me. Really? Yeah. It's something that I built with the love in my soul for you. And I know you love it. I did it for you today. Oh, well, then let me take a moment to shit all over it. What? All right. Now I don't want to fucking even play it. Oh, oh come back. I, no. Come on. Did work? We were kidding. Hey, Pep. Yeah. Seriously, go get your fucking shine box. What the fuck? <laughs> I See came back and everything. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm pissed. I don't <laughs> then why laugh? Why do your giggling laugh if you're so fucking mad, well, Pepperu? I'm fucking angry because I'm fucking doing production here. What's wrong, Peppelina? That's 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 insulting. I don't like that nickname. Look, I'm setting up a one-woman show for your fucking girlfriend to come out and play the classical piano for us. I don't know if she'd like to do that. Seriously, give Liberace a call. I'd love to have her come in here. All I'm saying is, I know. I'm mining gold here, trying to put it together, make you happy, give, put a smile on your face. I know you haven't been sleeping. I just want to, you know, make you a little happy. Mm. Why? I don't even know what you're talking about now. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, there's a Twitter page called Ronnie B Quotes. Yes, I'm we all very fuck, fucking aware of it. We all fucking love it. It's all brilliant. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? Oh, no. you make me feel bad that somebody <laughs> fucking collects my quotes, <laughs> and I shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. We should all be very happy about it. Well, I feel a little sad that it, you know, it kind of got people to stop thinking about whack bag. And I had that thing went back years. Hey, line of the day. You yeah, I love, line, I love line of the day, too. It's gigantic. Well, now we got Ronnie B quotes. Mm. I took it upon myself to put a little something together for you, Ronnie B. Oh, really? And so now here I am fucking with you. Instead of treating you like the young prince that you obviously are. Oh, thank you. Would you like to hear it? No, not especially. Oh, fuck. I put all this work into it. I know, but you add it with your knees and it fucking seriously. I I do want to hear it. I just want to have somebody check over it first. Oh, no, come I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> why can't I bust your balls a little bit? Sorry. I just get emotional at times. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I fucking have to talk this way to you so I just don't break out and say I adore you and sound like half a fucking femme. I was going to say fag, but see how I... Fucking covering myself for you. Appreciate it. All right, Lottie. I'm fucking glad that you do. 
She said this. Homoquiescical. Homoquiescical. Homoquiescical Homoquiescical is what I'm feeling (laughs) the case. (laughs) Homoquiescical. Now, here's the thing. When fucking people are feeling like, oh, I feel sorry for Hicks. Look what he does. The second he can, he fucking takes a sharpened stick and puts it right in Watley's, or Watsy's, as we now call him, kidney. And Watsy does this. It's too much. Come on, Watsy. That was that wasn't me. It was Powder and fucking Billy Connolly. They were the ones laughing. Too bad the other guy is not known for anything. Oh, jack shit. He has a weird face. What about overnight? That's a weird career. Oh, he was on Walking Dead, which is a terrible fucking show. Uh, hey, uh, Kevin, you're running fast. Yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah. Um. This this may not have any relevance, but uh, last night I ha- had a dream, and it was about me and Fezzi surfing, and um, we just had a blast. I think it's from uh, you had had at one point in time on your show talking about like how to fall asleep, and talking about like you would come up with an idea of being shipwrecked, yeah, and try- trying to get to the uh, no surfing the land. is that gay slang? For I sucking don't a fucking. So. Mm. Um, no, I don't think. Were you surfing each other's dicks? Um, yes. Okay. No. So that, that's gay slang, then. <laughs> did, no, we were just Did surfing, the foam you know? come all up or over your fucking mouth and around your face? Because that uh, might be gay slang. Uh, um, I, I, Fezzi, do you think it's gay slang? It sounds like it if you're dreaming about me. But no, but we were You got me out surfing. in the tide? We're, uh, roll, <laughs> we're rolling up in the surf, like, from here to eternity? That sounds very Fez, nice. I had I that fucking was... ready to watch tonight. I haven't seen it. Now you're rolling the film for me. I'm sorry. Now everyone's rolling up in surf? Fuck. I plan on watching that tonight while I'm having surf and turf. What's well, a theme night, huh? Yeah. I like to do theme nights. So what? Tomorrow night is lasagna and the Godfather. And then I'm going to watch Fez's home movies with two hard cocks. It's theme night. Surf a little. On cock? That's disgusting. Paprika, why do you got to fucking start like that? My name's not Paprika. I haven't fucking, seriously, I haven't slept in a while. Did you sleep last night, Fez? Um, I didn't. uh, While you're fucking snoozing, enjoying the fucking time of your life. You don't need to be truthful for a bit to work, Fez. Matter of fact, it goes just the opposite. Uh, I didn't sleep at all. And I fucking sat, I'm fucking just sitting in a fucking chair, waiting, praying someone would break into the house so I could fucking snap their neck. And I'm saying to myself, I bet fucking Pepper's over there sleeping off his otter slide down the steps. Oh, the back's very hurt, Ron. You hurt too much for a young man. Yeah, I'm kind of broken down. Is that bad? No. You're the same age as Jim Morrison when he checked out. All right, cool. I'm not going to go to The only difference between you and Jim Morrison is seven gold albums and a real beard. (laughs) Seriously. Your fucking, your beard looks like a Filipino girl's muff. It's like you can't fucking bring it in full. I've still been waiting for years for this thing to fucking come together for me. Well, it doesn't work. you got to shave it a little bit to get some growth. That's what you guys who never had your first shave don't realize. Yeah, I I shave about once a month. So i got to, I guess, really apply myself to shaving. 
I've never heard of anyone who said I want to start applying myself to shaving. It's shaving. It's not fucking Harvard. You're not going to Penn Law School. Well, you know, the problem is, like, my fucking bathroom sink, it, it clogs up, so it's hard to shave. It's fucking impossible. Seriously, I get so fucking tired about hearing about your ghetto problems. It's unfucking blue. <laughs> it's like fucking having a discussion with Jimmy J.J. Walker. Times is tough, Ron. <laughs> Maybe I should talk to my landlord more. I'm just scared they're going to fucking evict me for no reason. <laughs> you scared? That would be like being let out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> You're like fucking red. You don't want to be let out of fucking jail. Go down to Mexico and fucking hang out with your friend. Building a boat together and surfing each other's dicks. I'm institutionalized in Astoria. <laughs> All right, anyway, what you tell me about your big fucking bit? You did some work, and I fucked with it, and I should have been nicer to you. Listen, you're going to love it, I'm sure. No, first of all, never say that to me because, you know, uh, I'm a fucking contrarian. When I hear that, it makes me go in the opposite direction immediately. Everything's going to fall apart then. But seriously, Ronnie B. quotes. What put about together, it? I put something together for you. It's not for piece. me. It's not my site. For the listeners. I'm okay. mining gold. I want to give them a taste of what is fantastic out there. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Plenty of stuff. Seriously, you're slipping down another fucking step right now? Not yet. All right. Why don't you break it up and fall down an escalator later? <laughs> Thank you, Fuzz. You like it when anyone else thinks shit, don't you? It's nice That's for fucking change. fun, then. Yeah. I got to find video footage of my fall. Oh, God, I would love that. I fucking touch point oh. By the way, you got your fucking way, and I watched the Brian Atteen thing last night. Cool. How'd you like that? Well, here's the problem. Like all the your fucking ironic fucking internet people, he tries to now act like, let me act like the over-the-top no, guy. No. When before he was fucking serious. He's real, yeah. But he did say this. He went to, you know who we're talking about with Brian Atteen, right? You remember? Uh-huh. We used to play his bit. He said he did go to Juilliard with Kevin Spacey. And he looks into the camera and said, and let me assure you, he's gay. (laughs) I'm like, why is everybody fucking outing people? Everyone just got pissed at Kevin Spacey. They hate Kevin Spacey. Three, four years ago, they just turned on that poor bastard. They hate him because he they they just want him to say, I surf dicks. (laughs) And if he said that. They would breathe, breathe a sigh of relief before they started to hate him for that. Yeah. But they act like they hate him because he doesn't come out and say it. Yeah, as soon as, he, you know, even if he comes out and says it, it's not like everyone's going to turn around and let him get married if he wanted to. You know the Glee star, right, Jane Lynch? Uh-huh. Which I hate even saying that because I never saw Glee and I loved Jane Lynch before that. Now, I don't know whether I still love her the same way because she turned her back on Party Down and became a giant star. Anyway, she said, America will never accept gay leading fucking actors. They will always, you will never get to see the gay person playing a romantic lead in the movie. America will never accept it. But America totally accepts it the other way around. 
they totally will buy into a straight actor playing gay. Well, name one case of that. Sean Penn. Well, he's a great actor. Name a great gay actor, and you're going to like, you know, they're going to be like this. Hello, I'm here to like your pussy. That's not believable. Line, please. Fez <laughs> voice. Thank you. I mean, what we need first is to get some gay actors that weren't playing 100% over the top. I know what you think Paul Lynn is up there with Marlon Brando, but he's not. What it's going to take is for a gay, I guess, for a gay actor to win an Oscar and then say he's gay afterwards. And then say, basically say, I fooled you. We had that, Kevin Spacey. And uh, we also had it with uh, Ronald Reagan. Anyway, but while you're going on on your gay bit, and I know you don't normally talk about those things. I know it normally disgusts you to fucking talk about that. But it's Hicks time, okay? He fell down the steps yesterday. I'm trying to give him extra attention, and he did a bit here today. So can we hear your fucking bit finally? Yeah, you can hear it. Learn to fucking set it up and do it rather than taking forever till people decide I hate this bit. It's time. To listen to a selection from the cornerstone of Twitter, Ronnie B. Quotes. What's more comfortable than a top hat, tuxedo, and a cane? Dr. Demento looks like he's not having a good time to you? Here's my show prep. Fez, why are you crying? What's wrong, buddy? I'm going to say something controversial. That Hitler was crazy as shit. Here's one reason to CET. It's the last time Drew Barrymore was fuckable. You missed it because you were in Astoria like a fucking second-tier hipster. If you didn't piss out of the same place that you come, you'd be getting blowjobs all day. A girl would be like, yeah, why wouldn't I? I'm working on a movie script. It's called MySpace. I haven't updated this in four years. When I see a pregnant woman, I just think, you've got a human skeleton inside your body. Ronnie B. Quotes. Ron says it, you tweet it. Go to Ronnie B. Quotes on Twitter now to read more and to contribute. Why did I have to read so fucking deadpan? Oh, it sounded fantastic. Why don't I put a fucking accent on a fucking single syllable somewhere? Somewhere. It's fucking hysterical. It's gold. It sounded like the read, like someone had a gun to my head forcing me to say it. It's almost like me saying I'm against the United States of America. Did no one hear this thing before we fucking put it out? I'm against the Imperial United States of America. Uh-uh. Well, that should be on fucking Ronnie B. Quotes. It will be. I forgot what the fuck we were even talking about before you got into that whole fucking rap. Seriously. Now, that was nice of you to do for me. There'll be more where that came from. That I was all fucking out. seriously... I was all fucking teared up like a half a homo queer sickle. Oh, no. Now, you said that it was just powder donut, right? But the other ones were laughing. Oh, yeah. Everybody, yeah, his whole gang. Even jumped. Bill, Billy Connolly was laughing? I think so. Listening to that, it sounds like everybody was cracking up at powder. Um, 
I sounded like you read them all at the same time and not enough sound between them. I didn't like it. Well, that's disappointing. A bit gets done and no one likes it. Oh, plenty of people like it. It's fucking hysterical. Pull it. What? Pull it, shit on it, make sure it never sees the light of day. I'm not shitting on anything, Ron. Well, shit on the back of that fucking toilet. What were we talking about? Oh, let's listen to that fucking thing. This was from Ron Bennington Interviews when the cast of, what was the movie? Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints came in here. Fez was offended by what the guy was saying. So offended that you never brought it up to him before or after the interview. But uh, see if any of the other guys were laughing when he says homo queer sickle. By the way, on your radio show, we'd like to make a new word happen, if mm-hmm. we can. Homo queer sickle. Right, homo queer sickle. Homo queer sickle is what I'm feeling. Homo queer sickle. Definitely did get a laugh. You know, I mean, not a huge laugh, but a laugh nonetheless. I think it was big enough, and everyone did join in listening to it back. Mm. I even thought I heard you laughing at one point. I was not laughing about it. Just joining in. You should have said, if that's you think that's homo-queer-sickle, just start fucking rubbing your cock in front of him. How about this? Fez voice. That probably would have been the way to go. Thank you. Probably. I would have shown them. Uh, surgeons contemplate suicide at a higher rate than the rest of the general public. They're saying medical errors is the main reason for this. So I think we can all understand that. If a surgeon kills somebody, they're going to feel really bad about it. 
I think I would feel worse if I was one of those surgeons that, like, amputated the wrong leg, didn't kill the person, but left them completely legless. I think that might be even worse than if I killed a patient on the table. Mm. Why is that? Because they could still yell at you? Yeah, they would still, you would still have to set, go yeah. in there. I, always, I, I could read you like a fucking book. You got to go in there once they're coming out of anesthesia. So you'd rather kill someone than disappoint them. Well, if it's amount of how bad you're going to feel later on, you're going to have to keep seeing the amputee over and over again. That's always going to keep coming up. And then, you know, you'd have the excuse of, you know, did you see the good leg? It didn't look that good to me. People right. are supposed to mark these things. Um, remember. Fez boys. By the way, somebody emailed me this. Disagree. I think a few people wanted to recognize uh, their two four unappreciated Betty White, who was funny and start started the ball rolling. Oh, what? I don't think she was ever funny, was she, Betty White? She was never the funniest one on those shows. On the Mary Tyler Moore show or Golden Girls. It's all irony. It's yeah, like, oh, it's, it's a fucking joke that anybody liked her. There was no other Golden Girl left to go to. B. Arthur and Estelle Getty were gone. Rue McClanahan was sick. She was the only one that could actually go and do a Snickers commercial. Jeez, Fez, you know all about the Golden Girls. Which one was the whore? Rue. I think George Went might be able to become the ironic star. That would be my prediction. Well, it's a half an hour too late, but it's a prediction, which I love. Um, here's Robert. Here on Fez. Hey, Fez, you would never see that guy again if he cut the wrong leg off. He, Does this guy use a different table. voice every time he fuck? I mean, a different name? Use a different voice, a name when you fucking call? Stop it. Stop it, you fucking weirdo. Makes you want to have a fucking retard. Don't you notice the same guy's busting your balls, Fez, every time you turn around? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell him. Don't take any shit off him. He sounds like he's the last fucking living Confederate fucking veteran. Wow. Hey, he would be old, huh? <laughs> I thought we were wrapping the show up here. We got another hour? Yeah. I just last hour, you might just hear me sleeping through. I got to start getting sleep at night. You know what's keeping me awake? What's that? My life. It's my life. No, I never know anything past that. <laughs> I just know that it's my life. And then it's like, click, I'm on to another fucking song. Fuck that shit. You try some tea, maybe? It's like sleepy tea, right? Why would I want sleepy tea? I'm fucking, I'm trying to stay awake right now. Oh, no, I mean, you know, to get sleep at night. What sleepy tea is there? I heard Oxy tea? <laughs> Aren't there like some herbs There's or roots? There's caffeine in fucking tea. How's it going to put you to sleep? 
I don't know. I just thought there's all sorts of different kinds of tea. There's only fucking one thing you'll put me to sleep. Five Oxycontins and a hammer. Fuck. <laughs> and even that, I'll be up in 15 minutes fucking starting shit again. All doped out. Feeling no pain. Itchy. Mm. All right, we're going to break here? Is that where we're going with this? Yeah, or am I just fucking rambling on? <laughs> we can break. Why don't we come back with some Stones? You never fucking play Stones anymore. All right, we'll come back with some If stones. you can play one Stone song, what would it be, Hicks? Monkey Man. Again with the Monkey Man? I like Monkey Man. But, I mean, is that your only fucking Stone song? No, that's not my only Stone song. Starting to come off that way. Really? I would never want to portray that. Uh, if you had a second Stone song, what would it be? Sympathy for the Devil. See, you don't even like them. Yes, I do! You don't even fucking like the Stones. Why don't you just admit it? I like the Rolling Stones. That is a fact. Are you saying that ironically? No, uh, The genuinely. fucking Rolling Stones, you're Betty White? No, never. Or Fez's George Went? <laughs> no. no, it's genuine love. No irony. No iron. One time um, we had to do a fucking phone interview when I was in Florida with George Went. So as soon as he gets on the phone, we all yell, Norm. He fucking hangs up on us. He's all pissed off. What the fuck? So we just fucking crack up. We go, I guess he fucking hates being Norm. So Disney, he was doing some shit show for Disney that lasted like two and a half fucking weeks. They got real mad at him. Well, it goes back to that thing that you were saying, Fez. Here's George Wendt. He'd already been on fucking Cheers for nine years. Disney screamed at him. He had to get back on the fucking phone with us after he'd. Been like, you guys are assholes, and he hung up. He had to call us right back. <laughs> and he goes, and he was like this, look, I'm sorry, I just get tired of the Norm stuff. I just, we're just like, you sound like a pussy now, Norm. Like, you fucking, we liked you better when you just hung up on us. <laughs> you fucking look like an old bitch. You'd be surprised. Uh, a friend of mine was doing a fucking uh, TV show, and he was the star. I'm not going to say what his name is, but the show was named after him. I'm on the fucking phone with him while he's on the set. He's telling me things are going fucking great. Some kind of buzzer goes off for them to go back to the table for the table read. And a, like assistant director starts yelling at him. Let's go. Let's go. And he's like, I got to go. He fucking hangs up. I'm like, I thought you had the fucking show. His fucking name is the show. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Jesus. They will. Look what they did to Valerie Harper. They cut her fucking nuts off. Her name was fucking Ben Harper before that shit went down. They might have made up the Ben Harper part. But you know what I'm talking about, Fed. You know where I'm coming from. I'm coming from UES. Come on, Watsy. UES. That's what I said. I don't know what UES is. Upper East Side, motherfucker. Oh. The Beast Side. Uptown, baby. That fucking, what you got to look at out your fucking window, out of that fucking porthole you call a fucking window over there in Roosevelt Island. Wishing. And hoping and praying and jacking and fingering your own asshole. Oh. What kind of fucking song is that? It sounds disgusting after a while. It's the asshole song. It sounds gay, too, when you think about it. Yeah. What guy's going to finger his own ass to get off? No, let another guy do it. That's the best way. 
Wow, this is exciting news. Looks like 202 Friends is going to get a new friend today. They haven't had it one in a long, long time. Wow. Who is it? I put up Mark Zito, and we'll see whether it's him. I'm hoping. Well, wishing. And praying, and jacking, and fingering. My own asshole. <laughs> You're a good fucking singer. Let's stop fucking around. You're the best singer I've ever heard. Thanks. Finally, it's getting recognized. He's got that girl to accompany him on the piano. To do what to him? Accompany. <laughs> accompany him. Bob. Bob. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Ron. Hey, if you're tired, buddy, just go ahead and lay down and take a little nap. Fez, you'll drive the boat for a while. Ronnie. He's out. He's out like a light. But maybe you can get the Alaska Federal veteran to call in. He calls in about eight times a day, Fez. He likes talking to you. He gets you on a conversation. Yeah, I don't care talking to him. Thank you, though. Well, come on, Fez. You're, you're driving the boat. Where are we going? Uh, what I'm going to try to do is get Ronnie up. No, he says let him, let him sleep, Fez. He needs his rest. Because if I'm driving the boat, it's going to be, uh, you're going to paint Titanic on it. Well, on the side of it. it. So it's, uh, it'll, be, it'll be a big story. Come on, Fez. You're driving. Fez, you just let me get some sleep. Keep heading west. Yeah, I think I'm off course here. I'm like a Jets charter flight. I'm a little bit off course. So, Ronnie, you probably should get back up. I see storm clouds rising if I'm driving the boat. Really? I can't take a nap for a second? Um, I would worry about it. I appreciate it, pal. We've always been here for each other. We should call ourselves the one musketeer. Uh, well, I'm not afraid to be on the radio. Hicks, you on the other hand, I don't know. You're on a little bit too much, in my opinion. Sorry. I'm still trying to fucking uh, write this uh, email back to Earl. Earl's always got a, like some kind of conniving deal with me. I'm very proud of him lately. He's got a big announcement or something coming. I mean, no, that's the last time we talked to him on the phone. He said there might yeah, be something. Yeah, that a fucking announcement hasn't come through yet, no. regardless of what fucking Pitsy has to say for himself. What? Yeah, Pitsy's <laughs> the one behind the deal. I didn't tell you that? Crazy. Oh, I know why I didn't tell you. Because I can't trust you, Pep. What? You can trust me completely. <laughs> Where the hell is this fucking talk coming from? Mooch. Mooch Cassidy, his oh, brand new band. Jesus. He's got a horse outside. Why is there only two lines? That was a quick cut. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was. Um, I I tried to break a while ago, right? Yeah, a few minutes ago. Did we? No, we we've been on the air the entire time. Okay, so Fez has been driving. Fez, you really feel like you couldn't take it for five minutes? Um, I, I, I'm afraid I would lock up. Sorry. You sound overconfident. I want a little nap for Ron. Um, how many radio shows do you think uh, there are in the country? Oh, thousands. Mm -hmm. And I'm not on the rest of them, and they all seem to be doing pretty good for themselves. They're not down there going, oh, Ron's not here. I'm going to lock up. Did I ask the end line up yet? 
Those fuckers couldn't care whether I lived or died. I mean, they wouldn't even visit me when I was in the hospital. Unbelievable. Wait. You didn't either. Well, you were on the air that whole time that I was in the hospital keeping the shit going. No, we were um No, we were in uh best ofs then. Hmm. All right, let me break. Uh we'll be back in just a couple of uh minutes. It is the Ron and Fez show. And it is going to be fantastic after we get back here. This Fez Watley's gonna go off. We're going to leave you alone, Fez. We're going to turn off the lights, blindfold you, and put you out on the ledge over New York. It's really windy out to be doing that. Fez voice. Let's get the Fez voice back from this guy. All right, uh, right back, Ron Fez. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Period 197, XM202. Ronnie B, Fezzy W. Ron and Fez. Series 197, XM202. The virus.
Are you happy now, Hicks? Just you, a little bit. You got to hear your same favorite song over and over and over? It's not over and over, but it's a great song. You do it quite a bit. You do it quite a bit. Nothing wrong with having favorites. What's your second favorite? Sympathy. Hmm. There's something about you, Hicks. What's that? Something mainstream. Oh, oh I'm no. only busting your balls. <laughs> Just busting your fucking balls. That's all. I got no even reason for it today. You know that, and I know that. Big Cat, Fez Watley. BC. Now, the replacement suggestions are lining up for Regis Philbin after he uh, announced his retirement yesterday. Hip replacements. So, looking to see who out of these guest hosts that have been there uh, anytime Regis takes a day off is going to end up getting this spot. We get six months to go, right? Yeah. Anything can happen. I would think they would probably move fairly fast on this. No. They're going to spend uh, the next few months, I think, getting people to like Regis even more. I mean, they got a real chance to do some big-time stuff here. Uh, there's no doubt, though, because I caught him this morning, he's pushed out. Because he's like, look, I'm not leaving television. I still plan on doing a lot of television. I'm just leaving the grind of a morning show. What fucking grind? Oh, Regis. It's tough to see the guy getting shoved out at age 80. That blows. Yeah, they'll, they'll just going to remind everyone how great he was for the next few months. Like, look how fucking awesome fucking Regis is. Here's a weird story for you. Steve Carell, as he's leaving his show, four weeks before the end of the season. What? They're not ending the last thing with him. He's leaving four weeks, and then they're four weeks to show them scrambling for a replacement. All right, that sounds like uh, people are pissed off at each other. It sounds like this. If I was on the show, it sounds like the network is taking four weeks to look whether they want to bring the show back next year. That they're actually saying, can we pull this off? And if we can't, there's no sense in having them in the middle of our lineup next year. I think they'll still get at least half a season if I was the new receptionist on that show, I'd be like, fuck. Here I am playing the bashful weird girl, and this is how I get fucking congratulated. A big fucking dildo up my asshole. And a pussy, too. All right. What? Nothing's in her vagina. It's she's in not, her asshole. She's not getting DP'd? No. Why would she? Maybe she likes to get filled up. I don't know anything about that. That's, you know, I'm, I, I know. watching this show. I know we're an XL channel, but we don't do it for no reason. Oh, sorry. Uh, and I don't care who replaces Regis. It's done to me. That was the fucking Regis show. Not the morning fucking live show, whatever they call it. Because I never liked that little fucking creep who was Regis's boss. Gelman. Oh, Galman. I, I don't give a fuck what his name is. Galman. Deadman is what it should be called because he's dead to me. He's never going to work in this town again. I don't give a shit. Anderson Cooper, whoever they fucking add. They can put Miley Cyrus in there fucking doing Salvi every fucking morning. I'm still not going to turn the show on. I'll turn it on some days. Maybe if I'm doing Salvi at home and then she fucking calls me and I'm like, Oh, um, yes, I was watching yesterday. Let me think. 
the SS Minnow. All right, my favorite number is 39, so let that person want a box of steaks with me. <laughs> You've been doing that for a while. And I'll tell you right now, I see it in that fucking Kelly Ripper. She's ecstatic. She's like some fucking Macbeth character, some fucking King Richard fucking character is finally getting what she wanted. Yeah, she cannot wait. She fucking needs this. She hates that old man. <laughs> and he and she's like, I wish there was some way that you I could get you to stay. And he goes, make me an offer. And she goes, oh, really? Like, no. I want Marco Suelos in here. I want this show to be in Spanish. <gasps> wow. She fucking said that today. Switching formats or something. Telemundo, I guess. Or Univision. Do you really care who they put in their next fuzz? Oh, no. No. Because I, won't, I just won't like the person. I think it's going to be Jeff Probst. I think it's going to be the survivor guy. Who fills in for Regis? And he, does a terrible job. He probably heard. So, he probably got the news on Guess whatever what? island he's on. That same cock fuck wanted uh, Larry King's job, but they didn't put him in either. He stinks. If he's not fucking telling people to turn, put out their tiki torch, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's the not worst. every show you tell people to put out their torch and you've done a good job. Some <laughs> fucking shows you actually have to think. Maybe Regis will go to the fourth hour of the Today Show and start drinking with those bros. You know, I fucking, I brought this up yesterday. No one's getting this through their fucking thick skulls. Larry King, Oprah, and Regis are all leaving at the same time. This is probably uh, close to 100 years of network TV between the fucking three of them. Well, one fucking basic cable. But the point is this. These were three people that were around forever. You know what this is the sign of us? What's that? Take a guess. The end of television? Yeah. These fucking people know what used to work on television doesn't fucking work anymore. It just doesn't work. Yeah, daytime TV is just a wasteland. Now. I think all that's left is like judge shows and Springer. Enough for the fucking judges. And I haven't seen Springer in 12 years. I couldn't tell you what time it comes on. Yeah, I'm not sure either. 12 years ago, on. for five minutes, I thought it was hysterical. And his old head of security has a show, the Steve Wilco show. He throws chairs at people. They should make him a judge. Uh, Dave, hey, you're Fez. Hey, Fez, you said you'd hate whatever host got in there? What he, if it happened to be a special fill-in host, Jay Moore? How would you hate that then? Take it back, Fuzz. Take it back, what you said about Mr. White, about J.J. All right, I'll take it back again. Uh, you you, you got to fucking be able to stand up for your opinions. Whatever happened to Fuzz with his opinions? You ever see this fucking Hicks uh, fold over like an omelet? He won't do it. He was going fucking toe-to-toe with me today. Whatever you say, Ron. Thank you. Thanks for fucking embarrassing me in front of the fucking listeners. I'm oh. trying to get the fucking believe me. What? There's no embarrassment here. Yeah, you are. Huh? You shit in my face again. I don't shit. Ever? All right, bad choice of words. Maybe that's why you're not feeling well. Possibly. Stomach hurts. That could be from all the Red Bull. Stop drinking Red Bull. Gives me a nice wired feeling. Yeah, it doesn't make you do fucking good radio. It just makes you a weirdo. Sorry. <laughs> what a cr- 
crazy thing to say. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know, man. You and Slice are fucking going bananas on me. Oh, no, I, I'm not any t- sort of fruit. I'm all human. You know what? I'm going to fucking check something here. Because uh, I, I don't know where my phone is. But when I call Mark Zito, right? Yeah. It doesn't fucking work, but if he calls me, it works. What? What kind of fucking services Zito have? I don't understand it. One way. I, I went through this last night. What'd you say, Snipe? One way. I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. It's good to have you in, though. One way, meaning it only works for one way? Uh-huh. I didn't hear you under all the fucking fiddle-faddle talk. You know, there's something that just fucking dawned on me. As I think that Zito changed his phone before since he uh, got back. And maybe I got... No, I only got the uh, the two. Let me see if this works. Got a ringtone. Hey, Lenny. Has he blocked you? Maybe he's blocked me. Do me a favor. Have him call me. Uh, Lenny, you're on Run Fez. Hey, guys. I think uh, Alec Baldwin's going to be the replacement host, and Regis will check in from time to time. It works for Fez. Hold on. I'm going to take this call. Who is it? Hey, Zito. I'm on the fucking air. Don't bother me here. Now, uh, the ball. this is weird. <laughs> now, it shows up. Oh, all right. Here's the weird thing. This says Zito. I still have a Mark Zito in there from his old fucking phone. Oh, fuck. All right. Now, we've gotten to the bottom of this. We've solved another fucking caper. Feels good to solve these mysteries. Oh, let me go back to that last caller. Um... Let's do this. Let me tell you this about Mr. Alec Baldwin. There is talk that he might be a congressman representing the Hamptons. <laughs> that there's an opening out there and he has a house and he's always kind of wanted to work in Congress. He's got like sway out there? Like he, th- he thinks he can make a run for it? Well, if you want to say sway and then play the fucking song by the Stones, that's up to you. Yes, he's beloved. I don't know whether you ever seen Hamptons Magazine, but the man's on the fucking cover. Don't have a description of that. All right. Here's some of the new people that we uh, have added. We're going to add the 202 Friends. We haven't done this in a long time. Uh, We're going to add Gorilla Bob for being (gasps) Congratulations, Griller Bob. Uh, we also are going to add Goodbye Darren. Goodbye, yeah, Darren. Darren. Come on. Way to go. He's, he's a fine retweeter. He's a fine retweeter. Uh, also, because we really need a Chicago connection, the Scrambler. Work. You did it. 
And finally, for her undying devotion and love for me, uh, Queen Elizabeth. We're shutting the books on it now, folks. I'm not going to play games with you here. Too bad. Maybe next time. You'd rather play this than the Stones, wouldn't you, you fucker? It's good times, Ronnie B. What if I let you play Little Pixies? Oh, hell yeah. What would you go for? Um, the baser. Or here comes here comes your man. Why? You got to... Fu- Seriously, you are like a fucking top 40 jock. Top 40? Pixies have been top 40 ever. Yeah, that's their one hit, isn't it? Probably here comes your man. Where is where is your where is my mind probably got the most heat because of Fight Club? Oh, I forgot the fucking bullshit Fight Club connection. <laughs> it came ten years after the fact. It was bizarre. Uh, you know what my favorite song I think by them is uh, "There Goes My Gun" or something like that. It's a fucking crazy ass song. You don't even know it, do you? I know the lyric, but I don't think that's the name. That's the lyric. I don't think that's the name of the song, though. I'm, I'll t- take a quick look. Yeah, why don't you look it up instead of fucking sitting there and judging me? Be on my side. We'll fucking work as a team here. What's your favorite song by Fez? Um, I don't know any songs by the Pixies. <laughs> Fez voice. What's your um? What's your favorite song by the DeFranco family? I don't have one there either. No heartbeat is a love beat. Hold on, uh, Zito's shipping off with the Greek fucking Navy, <laughs> so I don't know what is with his fucking hat today, but he really looks like, you know, he just came out of the ice storm. Yeah, what the fuck, Zito? He looks like he's touching the void. How's the he, crab fishing going? You can't fucking find the song? It's not in delight, it's, it's coming up right here. What's but the name of it? Then? There goes my gun. That's what I fucking I know, said, I was going it? by delight, I'm a fucking idiot. But seriously, now everyone's acting like, um, I, by the way... Uh, Self Skill said, Pepper hates deep tracks. You should call him Pepper Hits. All right, Pepper Hits. What? No. Why not? No You're pe- known for the hits. That's fucking you. <laughs> okay. What? Just trying to stretch, dude. <laughs> Don't fucking turn on me. Never. Never, Ron. What if I laid down? Would you fucking cover for me for five minutes? Okay. Now that really pisses me off. All right, let's go. Let's play a little bit of the Pixies. I don't know why I love this song so. It's badass. No volume on this shit? By the way, Kim Deal has a great fucking voice. And Frank never learned to write another song again. It's the first half.
That's it. That's the whole fucking thing. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? We're not. We're, we're in a hurry. We're not all fucking day to be lounging around here in fucking stanza after stanza. Here comes a chorus. Again? Yeah, oh, fuck Jesus. that. Get it already. I like to sit like Fez in the quiet. No fucking music. No nothing going on. In the dark, too? What'd you do over the department last night, Watley? Uh, not too much. I just... Yeah, I just kind of, I, well, I didn't watch wrestling from the night before, so I watched that on the DVR. I love the truth. I appreciate that for you. You know, it's, I'm never going to have to fucking give truth to Sarah, Sarah my buddy Fez. Because you always come out with it. Unlike Hicks, who I never would fucking believe a thing you had to say. Why? Well, come on. I'm fucking banging it out. Yeah, you'll tell me all kinds of stories. <laughs> stories. What if I believe them? I gotta get the fuck out of here today. Just bounce out? Mm. Like, fuck this shit. Satellite's on, I'm out. <laughs> fuck you, assholes. That's a good impression of me, fuck seriously. <laughs> hey, did our little uh, PD ever come back? Is he still down in FLA? Yeah, he's back. No, he's fucking not done fucking vacationing? I guess not. Was he back with a nice fucking tan? What right. do you do, have a tryout with the Reds and I don't even know about it? He's looking good. Mm. By the way, I saw more Jets gear coming in. So oh. many new fucking Jets fans in this town. Yeah, not not even the like the divisional champion stuff. is. I, I guess that stuff's just coming in, so everyone who already bought jerseys and shit are going to double down for, this, for the, uh, uh, the new gear. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm going to fucking just start and wear it because no one's going to fucking call me a band jumper because they are. Although I didn't see you fucking wearing anything either. They fucking love the Jets now. I will tell you right now. If you're an honest person and not being a homer, you have no idea who's going to win the Super Bowl right now. Because it is a toss-up. Those four teams are pretty fucking close. No, it, it's a crazy gamble. I don't know what the fuck to do. Fancy's got me all freaked out. I might be playing, maybe I'll put some money down in games anyway just because I'm a moron. Who's your man? Who, who's the guy you bet with? The guy in your neighborhood? Yeah, I got a guy. Well, I'm not a fucking cop here. Say his fucking name to me. I'm not going to fucking run him down. That's Jack. Jack what? Why don't you give out his I'm last name on the air? No, Come no, on. No. If he's so fucking proud of being a bookie, put his fucking name out on the air. Maybe then we'll all know who he is. Maybe we'll all make fucking bets with him. <laughs> I'll get a hold there. of the one nine right now. Oh, Jesus. That's in UES, Fez. Somebody up to fucking learn what it means. Someday you have to learn about the city you lived there for 10 years. I'm not ignorant to Lower Rhode Island, Roosevelt Island. There's a big fights between the uppers and the lowers. The retards are fighting the amputees. To see. They're both really strong. Which side do you fall into? Well, I have, I'm going to go on the retard side. Congratulations. I got more in my building. And in your fucking bloodstream. 
Uh, they're laughing like someone said homo queersicle. Homo queersicle. Uh, homo queersicle. Homo queersicle. Homo queersicle is what I'm feeling. Like. <laughs> <laughs> homo queersicle. Aaron Rodgers is uh, the latest. Now I guess now that Brett Favre is kind of fading into the past. We're now calling him Aaron. What's his name? Isn't Aaron a chick's name? I thought it was Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron. It's not E-R-I-N. What the fuck is he? Happy Days is little sister? Shortcake? Speaking of which, hey, so we got any shortcake? Yep. No, we got pretzel rods, though. Well, I don't have a fucking nice pretzel rod. I can use the salt. So what are you saying? Uh, you brought up Brett Favre again? Yeah, it's, uh, as he's fading in the past, it's uh, Aaron Rodgers that they're trying to go after now, saying that he was mean to a cancer patient and brushed past her and refused to sign an autograph. Well, it's a lot different than sending your dick fucking pictures to her. Why do, why do you have to... How would he know if someone's a fucking cancer patient? Well, the woman... Uh, in the video, the woman um, is just growing back her hair. But how would he know? Yeah, well, here's the thing. It turns out, first of all, the cancer patient lady says, I have no problem with the guy. I hope he beats Chicago. I'm a big Packers fan. Why is she? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, don't you think you, you don't sign autographs for everybody, right? Right. So why even bring up this story? Why is like suddenly we're supposed to go like, yeah, he doesn't have to sign autographs for everyone. Oh, wait a minute. She's different. She's recovering from cancer. Why can't she act like a person? And then the um, and then apparently he had already signed things for her like a year or two ago, so well, she's just stalking him. Well, fans tend to do that, right? Yeah. But who's made up this story? What I think what happened was somebody you know had the phone out at the airport, caught this thing, and then tried. But I mean, to make... who's who's running with it? Because I've only heard it from you. I think I saw it on Deadspin. <laughs> okay. Let's see it. Let's take a look at the story. Let's dead spin this shit. I want to see how big it's blowing up here. Oh, shit. Because I don't think everybody should stop and sign fucking autographs for everybody. You know, or the guy would never get home. And then, all right, that's 600 uh, fucking pretzel ruts. But thanks. Gabe is fucking leading the pack right now. There's something about him I like. Is it the vomiting at the side of chocolate? Yeah, that and other things. He's aces. They got the Radio Shark last week. Radio Shark is just getting banged out, isn't he? Yeah. What's going on, Fez? Oh, this computer's screwing up again. Sometimes you just have to click uh, that box. Hey, Steve. Steve, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. You were talking about a little earlier. I got the uh, stoner conspiracy theory with all these talk show uh, hosts leaving. They're getting on the big arc from 2012, man. I'm calling that you're going to see a lot of celebrities. People with money just start fading out, man. It does seem like we're in a, a, a change of the guard somehow. Just yeah, you know, the fucking uh, change of the guard. Hey, Tony, you're on run of Fez. Hey, uh, 
Ronnie, I got to tell you, that story I saw on Yahoo, and, you know, these these Yahoo stories, like, you read them on the front page, and they're just, they're like wash women's bitch stories. They're really out of control. They just make me furious. Well, they know that if they throw, like, a weird thing up there, it'll get hits. And a lot of times, like, it won't even fucking move along with it. You know, it'll be like... And again, all right, here's on TV. Is this a local Green Bay station? Yeah, I think Yeah, I think that's a local Wisconsin right, station. Let's take a look at it. Packer fans are already in Atlanta this afternoon for tomorrow's playoff game against the Falcons. For those who couldn't make the trip, seeing the players off earlier today, well, the next best thing. Molly Hendrickson has the story. Beaming green and gold, Packers fans lined the entryway of Austin Straubel Airport. I figured since this is a huge game, I come up to Green Bay and, and, and see the team off. This seems like it's just a goodbye to the Packers story. Yeah, I think I may have gotten the wrong video up there. All right, no big deal. It doesn't seem like it's um, playing all that large. All right, this is it now? Yeah, I think this is it. To the airport. I'm still hoping to get Aaron to sign this hat I'm wearing. I had uh, breast cancer, and I still don't have much hair, so I wear this hat a lot, and I'd like to have his signature on it. And while she didn't get the quarterback's autograph, she did catch the attention of another big name. That was where he was blowing past her. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be like such a negative story. He doesn't fucking know who she is, and it's not like he, she even made a big deal. She just stood there. Uh, the guy's focusing on the game. It's not a big deal when she gets her fucking hat signed. I don't know why even having the signed hat would make her feel better. If someone said to me, if I had cancer and they said, I want me to sign a hat, I go, do you fucking understand what I just said to you about the cancer? A fucking signed hat is not going to get me more fucking white blood cells. There's some chemo up in this motherfucker. Thank you. That's what we're looking for. Special K. Snort it up. Uh, you can help our pal Frenchie, whose home burned down, by going to 202 Friends. She needs just about everything. You can go to 202 Friends and find out about the PayPal account that's been set up for her and her daughter, and you can help her out. Good friend of the show, Frenchie. Go to 202 Friends on Twitter.com and see how you can help Frenchie out. Uh, Elton John says him and his partner, David Furnish, are determined not to spoil their new baby, Zachary. They should give the baby a furnished bedroom. <laughs> if this baby isn't going to get spoiled, it ruins winning the Elton John lottery. Of being a kid born to Elton John, what are the chances that you get to go live in his palace? You're not Apparently gonna... not long enough for one poor kid. And he said he said him and his partner also haven't decided. They're going to see how it works out with this new baby before they decide on having another one. Well, Elton, I don't think 63 is the time to decide on let's wait a few years to have one more. Might want to make that decision now if you're going to go ahead and do it. Judgmental. A little bit. Did he push that baby through his dick? No, they had a surrogate. Oh! oh. 
and they don't know whose baby it is because they both donated sperm. What the fuck? <laughs> That's some fucking cum cocktail, kid. This is fucking crazy. So it that doesn't make any sense. So they mix what? the jizz together to fucking make this kid, or did no. they fucking just like roll most some dice? British kids? They don't know who his dad is. I don't understand taking a sample from the other guy. If you're having a kid, use the Elton John sperm. There's where the talent and the music ability is. Why risk that it goes to the other guy? Because they don't might not want the kid looking like it's, it's fucking Elton John. <laughs> this infant has very thick glasses on. I think we realize whose sperm they got. I didn't have anything after that. What are you going to do the rest of the show? He he has no trust in you. I've seen how many times you try to pump up to him. Hicks, I will tell you this. Okay, what up? Right now. The second that fucking song starts, I'm fucking... I'm not even waiting for the elevator. I'm just diving right down the fucking shaft. Oh, that came out sound like Elton John's fucking furnished boyfriend. Oh. No. I'll, I'll take that out of the replay. Don't worry. They mix their sperm. That just sounds like a gay weird party. Ugh. I saw the... Uh, who's the... They call her the lesbian Elvis. Melissa Etheridge. Her fucking ex-wife said that she knew that Melissa was cheating on her when she got a box of new dildos sent to the house from her fucking girlfriend she was fucking around with. I go, what's the whole point of being a fucking lesbian if you're just getting fake dicks? I think they scissor a lot. I think that's one of the things they like. Just rubbing their pussies together. If you like fake dicks so much, you should try a real one. Apparently that's disgusting to them. You know, like a crazy giant I don't understand what ones. that word is. You can write it down if you want to. I don't understand it. And then they said the other things they used to like to do sexually was put giant beetles in each other's necks. I'm not going to fucking sit around talking about Elton Come with people. Gabe, you better learn that. A lot of times I don't want to talk about Elton Come late in the show. Gabe, no jizz talk. <laughs> Thanks. But don't yell at him because he's the best we have right now. If I had a fucking serious an intern army, he'd be my general. When I'm doing planet fucking of the interns, he's going to be Dr. Zayas. I would like to see that movie, Planet of the Interns. Spudged people just giving each other cucking cups of water. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, <laughs> then secretly having sex with each other when no one's paying attention to them. That's the worst thing about interns is that you always find out that they've had sex with each other. Oh, yeah. We had yeah. one batch of interns a couple batches ago that they were just fucking each other. And I had no clue what the fuck was Who was happen. it? It was, um, remember, it was actually New Girl's friend, apparently, was... I was told that she was banging one of our interns, uh, Small Talk. I don't even remember Small Talk. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was oh, a weird Oh, I remember fucking... Small Talk. You tried to make Small Talk with me all the time. Constantly. 
So was, after the show, he'd come by me like this. So you really uh, didn't like that one topic you were talking about today, huh? And I go like this, dude, I just spoke for fucking four hours. I can't do another fucking show for you. Yeah, I had to talk to small talk and just be like, listen, dude, come on. He was the fake Australian. And he would uh, he would do this to me. He, go, he would go like this. What's with Fess? I go, small talk. <laughs> I can't fucking explain to you seven years of pain. He did text me on New Year's saying, let's get fucked up, dude. That's good. <laughs> Just like your OD friend did. Yeah. Remember that was the whole thing. He had to miss a week because yeah. his friend, his best friend OD'd and died. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Uh, fucking Connecticut. Oh, the weird class interns. Connecticut, there's a reason you don't have a railroad. She burned down. Burn down. Don't bring up burn down after everything Frenchie's been through. Oh, I apologize. It's too late. The baby was listening and started crying. No, that was sorry. funny to growl. Oh, everything's ruined. I'm mad at myself. You laughing or choking? Make your decision. I'm sorry. I don't do my Mac. I don't know where you're going with that. I was sneezed. Thank you. Oh, you? What? You just been saved? <laughs> You're a crazy bastard, Hicks. I'll give you that. Too bad Fez doesn't have anything left. Or he'd be laughing, too. Um, where are we? What are we on? Wednesday or today's Thursday? Oh, today's Wednesday. Jesus Christ. Right in the Even with the fucking day off on Monday, this fucking day is just gone by like, this week's gone by like, it's fucking molasses. Let's go to Best Of tomorrow. I mean, this fucking, no, we got a very special guest tomorrow. Even saying that, this guess is this entire week has gone by like it's in handcuffs, <laughs> like it's on some kind of march of tears. Fucking perp walk. Got you know, blanket over our heads. You know, uh, I was, when I was watching Snooky going into the car and they do that thing. The cops always like fucking help dunk your head down like that. Yeah. I thought to myself, why don't they do it in caps? If you're gonna be that fucking nice to a fucking guy, been arrested. Do it to somebody who's going to spend $14. Cabbies, you can't trust them to do that sort of thing. Oh, they can't. Uh-uh. No matter what city I'm in, the cabbies of that town hate that city. And we'll tell you every rotten thing about it. Like, I'm in San Francisco. The cab driver starts running down. And he's like, ah, this fucking place. It sucks. Everything. I go, dude, I just got off a fucking plane. I want to fucking feel like I'm in a nice place. Stop acting like it's shit. I'm trying to enjoy this, man. I'm not here all the fucking time. Right. I'm not. I don't have the big fucking problem that fucking that you have. I'm in a hotel. The okay? difference between me and you is I'm here by choice. Why don't you get the fuck out of this shitty town then? Huh? If you hate it so much. You could. You know, it seems like with your driving skills, you could work anywhere. You don't <laughs> have to be here. There are cars in parts of the country. <laughs> Why don't you take your fucking skills to Tucson? Get a fucking map. <laughs> fucking take your goddamn license over there. Find a DMV and get a fucking Forget driver it. job. Get a fucking GPS. Start hanging out outside the fucking airport. There you go. You'd be doing fine for yourself, you cock fuck. I'll tell you, half the time of these cabbies, I don't know how I don't kill them. Should start. Them and their fucking opinions. Half the time I have to say to them, you know, I just did a fucking job, small talk. 
I don't need to sit here and make small fucking talk with you. And there's shitty music in their cabs. Hi, hi, hi. You know what's worse? It's talk radio. Because they're just fucking blasting their talk radio. Oh, they love it. So they can hate the city more. That or on their, their anytime minutes sometimes. They're just fucking going. I think oh, they're yeah, talking they're to talking me. to their girlfriends. Yeah, what the fuck? They're constantly fucking. No, it's bad. <laughs> oh, the city is shit. No, I wish I was back in Tehran. Okay, whatever. Just fucking drive. UES, don't even think about it. Excuse Get me. me anywhere in that fucking general vicinity. I can never tell if they're talking to me or the person that's uh, in their Bluetooth. Uh, it's because you took your glasses off. Say, I fucking did a callback for you. I know you plan things. I know you're prepping. I have to do it the other way, too. I have, If the radio's on and I'm looking for a place while I'm driving, I have to turn the radio down so I can see uh, the address. You found yourself in a David Brenner bit. He'll be proud. It's like, like, I'm my eyes are crying on the inside from being so fucking. I'm just there's tears on the inside of my eyes. No, don't say that. It's sad. Um, Brian, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Uh, I just wanted to say I totally agree with you. Uh, you're right. Wherever you go in the country, all the cab drivers hate it, except for Key West, Florida. Every time I go to Key West, I've been there about 12 or 13 times. All the cab drivers are ecstatic to live down there. Also, want to say to Fed real quick, his worst and best of yesterday, the dress was amazing. Thank you so much, and have a good day, guys. Yeah, how come you didn't do a worst and best dress today, Fez? Well, I was going to try to do something different. Get away from the alliteration, get away from the clothing. Well, that's a good, truthful answer. Um, well, why? I'm guessing that's banana stocks, but I can't tell what it is up there. Hey, is you watching any TV now? You still not into the Shameless? I just caught the first episode. I'm trying to. I, you I, hate I, it? I didn't hate it. I'll, I'm going to give it a chance. I thought it was okay. I gave it the second episode. I'm still not crazy. <laughs> okay. They're all kind of fucking unlikable. I'm trying to come around on that fucking Joey Show episodes. I haven't caught that yet. Is it just weird? It is weird, but there's. Uh... Well, I I, did, I have watched a new show a new show on MTV called uh, Skins, which is just like a really dirty high schooler show. Is that any good? I enjoyed it. I heard there's a that the they have, it's an English show, right? That they're doing the American version of. Yeah, originally English, and uh, I think it's still on in the UK. And the funniest, they, they had, like, a gay character that was, like, really fucking flamboyant and, like, banging lots of dudes over in the U.K. And they had to change it to a lesbian for here because they didn't think a gay guy could fly on TV. It's too racy. I've heard two things about this show. That it's going to destroy the youth of America, that MTV has this on. Oh, come on. And that it's not nearly as good as the British version. Nothing is. Well, you can say that about every American show ever. And that includes Sanford and Sunt. But never as good as the British version. Just like our band sucks next to the Beatles and the Stones. The Who, Zeppelin, Floyd. How long would it take you before you even put an American band in the fucking top rock and roll bands of all time? Oof. Yeah, it's going to be fucking, at least fucking ten. I can't wait till their rappers are better than ours. Then I'll oh, fucking no. really laugh. Well, there was, there's been a couple of English, the Streets, that guy, he was an English rapper. To me, that's the same as Jay-Z. 
Every rapper should just call himself same as Jay-Z because I can't tell the difference. Jay-Z 2, and I'm Jay-Z 3, and I'm Jay-Z 4, and I'm Jay-Z 5. Okay, you're not going to stop, are you? I thought maybe I'd fucking break you of it. All right, we got to get ready to wrap this up. I've got a new best friend. His name is uh, Kevin MacDonald, and I can't wait to see his crazy-ass fucking YouTube video. That's going to be awesome. Premieres next week at Sundance. Well, I should have talked to my friend Jermaine Lassier, who's heading out to Sundance, and telling him, I heard you on the, on, on the show with Ron, and fucking, I want to just say this. Don, Ron Bennington says hello. Ah, put one in his chest. You know, that's, that's the last words he ever hears. You want to have G-Baby murder him? Oh, G-Baby's a stone-cold killer. Don't forget that. Particularly when it comes to dealing with the world of film. So, um, his uh, other film, it's something about the Roman Empire something. The Eagle. Yeah, The Eagle. I saw that. That's my review. I saw it. You were there in the theater, and it, it played. No, my friend, I wasn't in the theater. I was in a fucking screening room in the Brill Building. That's class. Okay, why don't you go over and sit on the AMC theater with those farted up fucking seats and the fucking bad popcorn, and tell me how great it is. I like that popcorn. I'll be at a fucking uh, screening room sitting next to Mister A. O. Scott from the New York Times. Damn. And two seats behind the great Jeffrey Lyons. I couldn't even fake that fucking bit. Um, all right, we do have to uh, get moving out of here. Uh, but we will be back here tomorrow. Hopefully I'll have some sleep. I won't be so stupid tomorrow. Fez, you're going to be on fire again tomorrow? I'm going to do my best to light myself on fire. All I ever ask is that you do your best. That's what I'm going to do. You know your letter grade today? What's that? Take a guess. I'll say uh, D. I'll give you an A++. Oh, thank you. And you know what I gave Hicks? No, nope, what? Take a guess. I'd say Hicks got a, uh, a B+. You got an A+, and you think he got a B+. I'll tell you what I gave Hicks. Nothing. I don't give out letter grades to men. Okay. He's not a child. I'm JC7. Mm, okay. All right, so that is it for us. I'm going to roll out of here. Peace, Ron. Take care. Hicks, so I'm going to see you tomorrow, all right? Okay. Call me later and we'll watch TV together on the phones. Sure. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to plug. Look out for Frenchie if you can. And uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite's gone way up to Mars. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars I watched it for a little while 
Satellite of love. Satellite. 